Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink, and welcome to week three of National Poetry Month. Real excited to see what you all have been doing this week for your goals in National Poetry Month. So, you know, make sure you share those with us when you come on tonight. Speaking of, before we get started, I want to give you the number real quick so you can get called in and get in the lineup. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. And I want to let area code 662 know that you are not in the lineup right now. So if you want to come on the air, please press 1. And that will let me know to bring you on. If you're here and you're just listening, awesome. Welcome to the show. I'm glad that you're with us. And if you change your mind, you can press 1 at any time, and that will uh, alert me to bring you online. All righty. So, again, welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. We are going to be doing live poetry readings here in just a little bit. got some announcements to do before we get started. Just been a, It's been an amazing week. Um, One of the things you hear me talk about a lot is that if you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. And so one of the things, other things I want to do (laughs) is um, I've been sharing some of the books that I've been reading lately with you. And the one that I'm reading this week um, is actually by, and it made me think, because you you all know that the uh, book by Jewel, the singer Jewel, A Night Without Armor, is one of my absolute favorite, you know, top three carry with me wherever I go poetry books. I love her work. And a lot of people know she's a, a just phenomenal performer um, musically, but did not know that she was also a poet. And her book is amazing. But the So that one kind of prompts me into grabbing the ne- next one I had on the shelf next to hers because of my awesome mode of categorizing books on my shelf. Of course, they're not done alphabetically. Every, you know, it's done by... These are books by songwriters, so they all have to go in one section. Anyway, so this week I grabbed Alicia Keys, and I'm reading the book of hers, Tears for Water, okay? And it's a, a songbook of poems and lyrics, and it's really interesting. One of the things I really like about her, and if you read Jewel, and you read... You can tell that she had a very formal... Uh, writing upbringing that she, um, you know, there's there's just a huge difference in the way. Alicia, the the way that they write, Alicia Keys writes in what I call street language, okay? It is not grammatically correct all the time. The words, you know, in in her writing are not used correctly. You know, if you're going to be one of those people who cross all your T's and dot all your I's. You know, she has a, a a really beautiful street dialect in the way that she writes. And so it's really enjoyable to me. You know, it, it makes it, I don't know, real personal to read her writing. It's, it's less like reading poetry or reading her writing. It's less like, less like reading poetry, more like reading her diary. And she didn't have a real good childhood. So a lot of the stuff that she writes about is pretty dark and, and pretty straightforward. So 
you know, if you think that's something that sounds awesome for you to read, I would suggest that you pick that up and remember, you know, they are not a sponsor of the show and we, you know, have no affiliation with them, but I use them all the time and that's a Libris. Okay, so if you're looking for uh, different books like that, you should always check out their site. You can get amazing books really cheap. Okay, um, alibris.com. All right, so that's kind of what I've been up to this week for National Poetry Month. So announcements. Guys, if you have not checked out what we're doing with our Worldwide Poetry Project yet, you can do so by jumping over to our Facebook group page, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash rock that poem. That is the uh, the Worldwide Poetry Project we're doing, rock that poem. Easy as rock, paper, scissors, and throw in some glue and you're good to go. It's a way to go out and share anonymous, anonymously. <laughs> um poetry, our favorite poem, our favorite verse, uh, you know, you can show one of your own poems, it doesn't matter, but just real cool way to do that, so go make sure you go check that out, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash rock that poem, all right, the next thing, if you're interested in putting together a writing workshop, poetry talk, whatever, with us, please send me a message on Facebook would probably be the easiest, if you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, alrighty, uh, shoot me a message, let me know what you want to do, we can, in your uh, shows can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours, depending on how much you need, so we'll just start the clock and you just go till you're done, until you run out of steam, done, okay, we're done, we can pre-record these or do them live or do a combination of both, so, uh, you know, just whatever you need to do to set this up, if you want audience participation or not. One of the cool things about pre-recording is it's much easier to set up the schedule and you can edit those, or I can edit those for you. If we uh, get too silly or something, you know, you never know. These can be anything. that You do not have to be a professional. Obviously, you don't have to be a professional to talk either. <sighs> okay, breathe. Anyway, so you don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do these. You know, basically it's just uh, a way for us to spend a little more intimate time together. You know, so you can talk about your favorite poet, your favorite poem, your favorite type of poetry, your favorite era of poetry, your favorite poetry form, um, you know, whatever it is. If you want to put an actual writing exercise together where you walk us through steps on creating a poem or talk to us about doing spoken word or whatever, um, you know, just... Whatever it is you're passionate about, you know, come over and we'll spend some time together and do those. All right, that would be very cool. Then, um, real quick before we get to the prompts and stuff, I want to thank Star Severon, Roy Murdoch, and James, one sapien, for sponsoring the show this year. Appreciate you guys very much. Happy happiness do we feel because you were willing to uh, help us keep this a three-hour show on the air for another year, 11 years now. Incredible, you guys. So uh, thank you, those three, for sponsoring the show's license this year. All right. So last, ever since, like, you know, a year ago last year, so at the beginning of 2017, every week I've been giving out a writing exercise. A writing exercise is meant to make you, you know, push push your limits a little bit, get those muscles burning, think in a way you haven't thought before, um, you know, write something in a way you normally wouldn't write it. Just go out there and make messy and, you know, uh, play with your words. Don't take everything so serious when you write. It's just a way to, you know, I admit it, just be able to bring up that Olivia Newton-John 
physical eight track that you have laying around somewhere. I know, I know. So yeah, go out and get sweaty with words. Anyway, um, yeah, there's a different type of poetry. So we've been doing these exercises, okay? Um, and for National Poetry Month, I figured you guys are going to be beat over the head with poetry pomps and writing a poem a day and everything like that. And so I wanted to do something a little bit different. So instead of just prompting you to write poems, I wanted to do things that would help you become better poets. Okay? And so instead of writing a poem, your brain completely has to shift because we are writing short stories for National Poetry Month. And you may ask why. And it's because in turning away from a form you normally write in, your brain shuts off all the rules it knows about that type of writing. You're writing something completely new and different that you are not used to, and so your brain doesn't have an autopilot uh, to get from point A to point B that you have because you are a poet. You know, your brain goes into that poem mode, and you're just, you know, that's why you sit there and say, you know, sometimes I don't even know where it came from. It just it just flowed out. Um, so this makes your brain do something completely different and uncomfortable for a lot of us, but it shouldn't be. Um, so anyway, that's what we've been doing. We've been doing short story prompts. And the one that I'm going to give you for this week is it's called a dot-to-dot story. Okay? And the only the best way for me to describe this writing exercise that I give out is if any of you have ever read uh, The Count of Monte Cristo um, by the French writer Alexandre Dumas, Okay, if you've ever read that, you'll kind of understand this, and I'll get back to that in a minute and why it relates. So a dot-to-dot story is where the actions of one character in your story, in the end, reveal, reveal the layout of the entire plot. So every, it's like a puzzle. Every single thing that one character does throughout the story, you find out in the end, ties everything together. And the reason I brought up The Count of Monte Cristo, and I'm not talking about the movies. I've probably seen every single movie version of that ever made, and they're all crap, every single one of them. You know, a lot of people have that elitist thing saying, you know, the movie's never as good as the book. Well, maybe not better or worse or something, but both of them are amazing. You know, I've, I've seen great, great, great um, movies depicting literature because I do like those types of movies. You know, I'm, I'm British broadcast. Lady, those shows, yeah, you know the ones, PBS or no, no, be it, be it, whatever it is, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so yeah, um, I've I've seen every version of the Count of Monte Cristo they have, and none of them follow the book. None of them are even close to, close to the book. The the endings, there's not one ending in one of those shows that is the same ending as is in the book. So if you've ever seen that and you, someone says, have you ever read, oh, I've seen the movie, yeah, yeah, I know the story. You don't know the story, okay? What I, I, got, I would never have picked up a book that large and read it on my own on purpose unless I was going to be, you know, incapacitated in a room with no windows or doors for a while. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a substantial book, all right? Um, but I was asked to read it for, a, a friend of mine asked me to read it, and so I did. And the way that he wrote, the way that Alexander Dumas wrote that book was absolutely phenomenal. When you get to the end of the book, you find out that every single action that he did throughout the entire story 
you know, there's kind of a conclusion at the end of the movie, and it wraps everything together. And you found out even the smallest action he made in that movie is something as small as picking up a book of matches off a desk. How that was deliberately done in order to bring the outcome that he wanted. It's a story of revenge. And so it, it, the whole movie will plot out how this happens and what happens in the end. And and But you find out every single action he made, every person he talked to, every street he walked down, you know, to where he placed a glass on a table was for a purpose to get to the outcome that he wanted. It's amazing. So it's called a dot-to-dot story. And so all the actions of one character in the end reveal the layout of the whole plot. I hope that you do that, and I hope that you have some fun with that. The reason that those will help your poetry is when you write, you want to take your reader from point A to point B, getting the message that you're trying to convey across to them. Okay, This will help by paying attention to each step that one character makes. It makes you pay attention to how important each step is. So when you're writing your poem, and it's just not feeling right or something, you know, you sit there and you say, okay, what are the steps from point A to point B, you know? And it helps you tell, say what you're wanting to say in a much more clear way, in a way that will help guide them down that path and get the message across, okay? The other thing it does is it helps you think of new and exciting and surprisingly clever ways of saying it. You know, if you're, if you're thinking, if you're in that poetry mode, you have poetry words, and if you don't believe me, take your get that program that counts how many times, you know, or, or go to actually don't even have you don't even use that. Go to your documents and type a word in search that you use in a poem, like um, esoteric, and see how many pieces of your work come up with that word. And it can be whatever word you know what your words are. Um, you know you so you it takes you out of that poetry writing mode and it puts you into a storytelling mode and it makes you say things differently than you would if you were in poetry mode. All right? Because you're not being constrained by that that poetic voice in your head. You know, now you actually sit down and can think out and take time and paint that picture that we do in story mode but we don't always do in poetry mode. So it helps you think of new and clever ways. And in the end, it's the writer who surprises us in saying something that we've heard a thousand times before, but saying it in a new way. Okay, that's what we all really strive for. That makes that's that's what makes somebody become a memorable writer. Makes that piece of work stick out in someone's head. Okay, so that's why these things are important. That's what this exercise will do. I hope you have fun with it. If you didn't catch it all, then you can come back at the end of the show when the show's over and done broadcasting, and they are archived, so you can always go back to the beginning of any week for the last, you know, what, year and a half almost. At the first of every single show, you'll hear your writing prompt. And so if you ever, you know, sit there and say, I don't know what to write about, just go on to the archives, listen to any random show, and... uh You'll get a prompt at the beginning. It's kind of cool. I didn't even think about it just now. All right. The other thing that we've done every every uh, week for a long time is give out our writing exercise. The exercise is different than um, or the writing prompt. The writing prompt is different than an exercise in that it's, its intention is to produce a poem. You know, it's not just to make you go out and play and have fun. This one's actually a sit down and think about and produce a poem. It's a writing prompt. All right. So 
I mentioned that I was reading Alicia Keys, but I was also reading some Edgar Allan Poe this week. All right, and I was sitting there, and one of the poems that I was reading uh, was, of course, quote the the Raven, and the line quote the Raven. Um, I decided to make that our writing prompt this week, but it's not quote the Raven. I want it to be quote the fill in the blank. So for you, it could be quote the cat or quote the um, elevator push button or quote the, just be real clever. Think of something really weird and strange and write a poem quoting that. You know, what is it like, you know, to be the gavel at the courthouse? You know, what is it like to be the handle that goes into the cat house? What is it like to be a dandelion on mowing day? You know, quote that. You know, so put yourself in some really fun positions, and you can actually, you know, do this two or three times, thinking of different things. And it's one of those fun things because once you've done it, once it's in your head, and once you've done one, it sticks there. And you'll be randomly walking, and you'll look over, and you'll see a box of Captain Crunch cereal on the ground at the grocery store. And you know, it'll, all of a sudden, you'll think, you'll think in your head quote the discarded box of Captain Crunch on aisle three, and it'll prompt a poem. So it's one of those that, that is the gift that keeps on giving. Okay, so quote the blank and uh, have fun with that. All right, before we get started, the last thing I need to do is I'm going to play a track. Now, we always start and end each episode with... Uh, an audio track. So if you're a recording artist and you would like to have your piece played on the air, you can email those to me at the, the word that's in there, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Okay, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put audio track, MP3 files, something like that in the subject line for me. And we, uh, I, Get in there and we'll pull those out and get those uploaded to the show's library. I did get the one from Miss Emily, um, or Amelia, excuse me, but have not got that uploaded yet. Sorry yet, sweetheart, sweetie. Um, we're, I'm working on that. Um, but I did get it. I did want to let you know I did get it. Okay. So the one that I'm going to, because I brought up that I was reading her book, is I am going to play Alicia Keys, if I can find it. I was going to play another one. Maybe I don't have it. Oh, there it is. Okay, I do have it. All right, so I am going to play a piece by Alicia Keys. And this is probably my favorite spoken word piece that she does. And she actually does spoken word. So if you haven't checked out any of that of hers, you guys will be amazed. You can go to YouTube and Google her um, and find some of her work on on YouTube. It's pretty cool. But this one's called POW, and I think it's a real strong piece. And if you listen to her in this piece, you'll understand what I meant when I talked about And it's real, kind of cool to be able to use in your writing, too. You know, when you're writing about something, if you're writing about being a coal miner, you better not be using, you know, Fifth Avenue language. You know, so... I want you to pay attention to her language and her poetry, of her spoken word, because it's exactly the way she writes. And, you know, it's a really good example of when you're writing a piece, you need to be that piece. So, anyway, I hope you enjoy it. It's an incredible, incredible poem. This is Alicia Keys with POW. Our next guest is uh, very, very pleased to have her here with a selection from her book, 
Tears for water. Please give a warm, that poetry welcome to Miss Alicia Keys. I'm a prisoner of words unsaid. Just lonely feelings locked away in my head. I trap myself further every time I stay quiet. I should start to speak, but I stop and stay silent. And now I've made my own hard bed inside this prison of words unsaid. P.O.W., that's what I am. Not a prisoner of war, a prisoner of words. Mostly I say what you want to hear. Could you take it if I came clear, or would you rather just see me stoned on a drug of complacency and compromise? M.I.A., I guess that's what I am. Scraping this cold, hard earth for a piece of myself. For peace in myself. <laughs> It'd be easier if you just put me in jail, you know. If you lock me away, I'd have someone to blame. But these bars of steel are of my making. They surround my mind and have me shaking. My hands are cuffed behind my back. I'm a prisoner of the worst kind, in fact. I'm a prisoner of compromise, a prisoner of compassion, a prisoner of kindness, a prisoner of expectation, a prisoner of my youth, run too fast to be old. I've forgotten what I was told. Ain't I sight to behold. A prisoner of age, dying to be young. To my head is my hand with a gun, and it's cold and it's hard, because there's nowhere to run where you've caged yourself by holding your tongue. I'm a prisoner of words unsaid. Just lonely feelings locked away in my head. It's like solitary confinement. Every time I stay quiet, I should start to speak, but I stop and stay silent. And now I've made my own hard bed inside this prison of words unsaid. Give it up for Alicia Keys, y'all. That was Alicia Keys with P.O.W. Amazing. And once again, the name of that book, if you would like, is Alicia Keys, Tears for Water. It's a songbook of poems and lyrics and uh, you could ch- check out alibris.com and find uh, really good deals on books, uh, real, real super inexpensive. And I just went on there the other day, and a book that normally costs twenty-four dollars, I got for a dollar something. So yeah, if you're a really good way to build up your 
your poetry library to have on hand at home. And, you know, those people who read on computers and your little book thingies, whatever, more power to you. But, you know, I, I, I want a tangible book. I like the smell of the paper. So those of you who are book lovers like me, um, you know, definitely check that out because it's a great way to build your library inexpensively. And uh, you know, just ask Miss Noreen, and uh, yeah, she got her book on that. Start writing songs. That's amazing. Okay, so once again, before we get started, we're going to go to callers here in just a moment. I want to give you the number again. To, so if you're on, uh, you want to call in and, and share your piece, you can do that. Get in the lineup in the queue. The number is six four six five nine five three nine six five. That's six four six five nine five three nine six five. Alrighty, and I want to let two one nine know that you are not in the lineup. If you want to come on, you can press one at any time. If not, and you're just listening, glad you're here. If you change your mind, and you do want to come on the air. There you go, one. And everybody wants to read because it's so much fun, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. Um, yeah, that's the number to call in, 646-595-3965, get in the lineup. When you call in, please know that we do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 240 is our first caller tonight. All righty, I am going to be watching for area code 714 because I overlooked them last week and could not get to their call when the board messed up. And yeah, it just wasn't a good thing. So we're gonna we're gonna watch, and when as soon as they get on the air, we're gonna bring bring them on right away, so they don't have to wait in line if they're able to get in this week. Um, so that's just why. So if you know, if I get the lineup and we bring her in early, it was just kind of pretty messed up last week because I couldn't do anything. Anyway, so two four zero is our first caller. Uh, it's gonna be followed by area code seven three one and five zero four. That kind of uh, gives you the first three callers so you know to be ready. Alrighty. So when I bring you on, please make sure you introduce yourself to everybody. It's really important. You don't want to send your work out there into the into the you know universe without your name attached. Nobody wants to be anonymous. Oh, that would suck. Your poem changes the world and it's anonymous. Think how many great things you've heard in your life and it's been anonymous. Okay. Make sure you don't ever want to send your work out there in the world without your name attached to it. So make sure you tell us who you are and so that also people know who's reading and come over and show you love and get to know you and your work better. All right, so make sure that you introduce yourself. Right now we are going, we've got quite a few callers, so um, we're going to be starting sometimes, you know, depending on how the callers look, we'll do too. But it's pretty busy this week, and uh, we were rushed real bad at the end of the show last week, so I don't want to... Um, yeah, I don't want. We're going to do one. We're going to start out with one piece. If you read one and then you want to come back on the air again, you just have to press one. It takes you out of the lineup. Press one again. It puts you back in. So you just go through the rotation again if you want to read your second piece. So we're just going to start out by doing one this week. Um, please keep your reads to about five minutes. Be courteous of the people waiting in line behind you. When you're done reading, make sure you give us your URL, all righty? That way people can come over and find you and read your work and find out what you're about and uh, inspire and be inspired. And then the next thing, 
Remember, we are a mature rated show. That means you're bound to hear just about anything with the exception of hardcore erotica, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Other than that, you are good to go. Alrighty, so let's go ahead and get to our first caller tonight, area code 240. 240, you're on the air. Uh, good evening, Nyla. This is Joe the Rebel Mind Dancer. How's everybody doing? Hey, Joe, how you doing, honey? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Yeah, I, I have my uh, assignment from last week, but uh, since we're only doing one, I can only do half of it. Uh-oh. Well, you know, that you you do know the rule on doing your homework, right? Okay. No, no, wait, wait. The the rule on doing your homework is, and just so everybody knows, um, I think it was Amelia was talking to me about it one time. Maybe I'm wrong. So anyway, if you do your homework, if I give you homework from the week before and you do it, even if we start out with a one poem limit, if you do your homework, you can read your homework and read your regular poem. So that's the only instance where you can read two poems if we're on a one poem limit. So if you've done your homework from last week, you get to read two automatically because that's your little gold star for doing your homework. So you get to read both of yours to start out the show. You did your homework. Well, cool. Well, all yep. right. Well, my, home, my homework is a double piece, so here we go. Uh, you gave me the prompt dandelion to write uh, two different poems about a dandelion. So here's dandelion one. I know it's time, and I remember testing my chin. It said I like butter, but when you're caught on the wind, I catch a Santa Claus and wish dandelion. I know it's time and some folk want to kill you. You don't appeal to their taste in nature, a sort of aesthetic intruder for their behavior. You can flavor their tea and they drink of thee. In public to them, you're just a weed. Dandelion, I know you're trying, you got bees flying, you're Detoxifying the very bodies that detest you Yet when they digest you They get the best acne relief they ever knew Think revenue Taraxicum officinalis Dandelion, who knows your knowledge? You can make it You're the greatest weed Dandelion green That legally can be free Unless they start messing with the wine that comes from your vines, and that ain't true, but it damns your rhymes. Everybody knows the flowers, dandelion. In time, you'll make the bouquet, but until allergens fade away, you'll be the pawn for an unkempt lawn and mowed down for a goddamn cookout. It ain't fair, I tell you. Dandelion, they will round up you. Then get sick from some dog they've kissed you shit on the lawn where they killed you. Dandelion, you provide food, drink, and medicine, but they meddling in everything that's good for them, too. But many rainforests on you. Dandelions aren't good. That's dandelion one. Is that in palm? Yes, in palm. Okay. Dandelion 2 Facing my easel Ease my tension I was about to express some artist's relevance In my head 80 degrees after Acting like a lamster I merely hid from winter 
pondering thoughts and visions. Where are the colors of life? Red I don't need. Glaucoma is not the issue. Now, who don't need green? I'm just saying. Normally, I would interject some other words here, but I'm looking for that one spark, that one vision that brings abromania. I am insane, you know. So I'm testing petals in a garden of plenty. Suppleness is not a factor. Umbracious, maybe just a little bit. From one corner to the next in my wantage, I want this color, this dandelion too. These petals are not blue. In peace. You know what? I you did a fantastic job on that. Just ab- absolutely, absolutely amazing, incredible. And I love that because I'm always telling people, you know, as poets, we have to look at the world through a thousand eyes. One of the assignments or one of the things that I do at one of the workshops is I'll hold up a salt shaker and ask the poets to uh, write down what they see. And I get some pretty embellished answers and beautiful flowery language. But then I'll tell them it's the slayer of slugs. It's the, you know, poor man's toothpaste. Thrown over the shoulder, it's a wish. You know, all these different things that salt is. You know, and, and it's because, you know, you're, as a poet, you have to look at the world through a thousand eyes. And so you've got the same subject, a dandelion, and two completely different works. And that's a perfect example of that. Just great job. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> you're very welcome. Now, that was your homework. Did you have the other one you wanted to read? Or oh, well, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep that as a two because I want to hear everybody else. So, yeah, that would be my two. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, if you want to come back on, hon, all you have to do is press one. It takes you out of the lineup, and then press one again, and it will put you right back in. All righty? Outstanding. Thank you. And you get gold stars. Great on your homework. I am so glad that you did that, sweetheart. Amazing. Well, I appreciate your assignment. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> Bye-bye. Right. Oh, wait. Tell everyone how to find you. Oh, yeah, you can find me on Facebook under Joe Perry and my government name. So you can find me under Joe Perry on Facebook. And that's it. So go do that, you guys. This, this man is absolutely amazing. All right, sweetie, we'll talk to you in a little bit, okay? Okay, nice. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 731. 731, you're on the air. Hello, Nala. Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. How are you this fine afternoon? Hello, my Michael. How are you? Doing fantastic. I'm going to go off speakerphone. Does this improve me? Yes, you sound much better. Thank you. Thank you. That's good. All right, then. I'm some gasoline for air, but this is going to fix the problem. I sent you two URLs in your Facebook email. Okay. You know, uh, we looked at a Susan Cahill poem. Yes. Okay. Well, I was... I asked her if I could read that with some friends, and she said yes. But the problem is, is she posted another one of all places. You're not going to believe this. Whispers in the Wind, my home. She came to my place. So I'm going to read that one instead. So I sent you the link to her Facebook poetry page. Mm-hmm. And we'll give that when we're done. And then, and then also, if you want to follow along with the poem, The Whispers in the Wind. She's uh, there. Say when. Start whenever you're ready. Okay. 
All right. Uh, this poem is called It's Only Words by Susan Cahill. It's only words. It's only words that fill this page, my thoughts passing through this age. Why are you reading me? I'd like to know. Is it simply because I put them on show? The question arises, why do I bear my soul, let you pry? The only reason I can figure out is that myself, I must doubt. For if I were so sure and content, I would in silence know what is meant. One fine day, after I untangled my rhythm, I'll come to this conclusion, a final decision, that my poetry is but for me a learning curve, a journey in which I myself observe, to find that all words are but emotions, spelling in drops into a vast ocean. So for now, read my dictations from the heart. I'll soon be gone. We'll have to depart. For I will be wiser and so very sure it's only words. There's so much more. Wow. Yeah, as writers, yeah, wow. we all have something to say, and we need to say it. And, you know, she put just the way that she explained that need, you know, and, and the significance and insignificance and the, the greater than life and the tiny part we are in everything. I mean, I don't know if that explains it right, but uh, that was, it was amazing. It was. She's pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. She is indeed. Mm-hmm. So, the question of where to find her on Facebook, it's the HTTPS colon, semicolon, slash, slash, www.facebook.com. Finally, get to the real part here. Forward slash starlight translated slash S T A R L I G H T T R A N S L A T E D. There you have it. Perfect. And I just copy and pasted her link into the chat room as well. Thank you very much, ma'am. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're very welcome, Michael. And great job. I'm sure that she comes back and listens to this that, um, She'll, she'll feel that, that you did her proud. You did a great job reading that. More likely she'll say I have a funny accent, but that's okay. Either way, we got through it. Chicks dig accents. Don't you know that? Right. Uh, look, whatever you do, don't do your British accent right after she's from there, okay? Okay. <laughs> stay, stay in Texas tonight, hon. <laughs> I will. I promise. Okay. All right. You know what time it is? I do. Time for me to move on and make room for the real poets. Y'all have a great evening. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Love you, Michael. Bye bye, hun. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 504. 504, you're on the air. Hey, how are you, my baby? <laughs> Hi, it's sweetheart. Cooking. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm happy, happy, happy. And I, I don't even have no wine yet, but I'm still happy. I don't know what's up. <laughs> but um, we're going to fix that later on, though, I promise. You know, the world got to be right. It's got to be right. <laughs> you know? So, you know, everybody got their sacrament, right? This is true. So that works. Like, and you've been good? I have been good. I've, I got some good news today, and, and I'm having uh, lunch with my my 
new old my new older brother <laughs> that I found on yeah. 23 and me um on Sunday and yeah it's, it's been a really good week I'm doing great Oh wow you could there's so you have to turn me on to that cuz you know I got unknown family roaming around <laughs> you know too It was I had no clue he existed um until I did that 20, I got it for Christmas at 23 and Me Ancestry DNA thing. And lo oh. and behold, boom, I have a uh, brother and a niece and a nephew. And, and um, yeah, it's crazy. When, when da- my daddy, wife daddy and was I... a naughty boy. <laughs> Yay, yeah, he got around. He got around. When my uh, wife and I, my ex wife, first separated, um, she went to the, my birthplace. Uh, with, with kids and they were just getting to that dating age, their early flirting around age. And I told them, I said, look, if somebody look a little bit too much like you, you might not want to date them. Might be your cousin. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I, I went through, I was in, I have to tell this story. You guys, I'm so sorry. I went to Missouri, uh, to a little town called Bismarck, Missouri, because my son lived there and he was getting married. Right. Um, he had moved there to be with his girl, who's now gone. Anyway, that doesn't matter. But so we go down there for the wedding, and I'm sitting there, and I'm driving around with my my youngest son. We're driving around in the car, you know, down this interstate, trying to find this church. And there's this great big huge sign, billboard next to the highway that said dentures ninety nine dollars in twenty four hours, and it sat right outside a mortuary building. Now it wasn't <laughs> connected to the mortuary building, but it was funny as hell to see that. Dentures, then we went a little further and there was another billboard and it said it had this picture of this little baby and it said who's my daddy 24-hour dna testing tell me one Uh-oh. time in your life ever that that having that dna result back in 24 hours is that important unless it's something like do you want to go out saturday night i'm not sure <laughs> <We'd better laughs> yeah check right this. <laughs> Dang! So just what you said made me think about that. It was oh man, that that that's funny. That's funny. I gotta go look at see pictures from Bismarck. <laughs> then there was another one that said um, Bob's Bait and Gun, or no, Bob's Boat and Gun Shop. Didn't say anything about bait. You know, usually it's you know boat and bait. No, this is boat and gun. So we know how they'd fish down there, right? You gonna fish? Yeah, you gonna fish? We don't need no fish and pole. Get that shotgun. (laughs) Well, you know, my daddy Um, did a lot of things that would, uh, you know, Shelley could have wrote about. Mary could, Mary Shelley could have wrote about as being a commercial fisherman. I think uh, they wrote a lot of laws just because of him. That's but you funny. know he had character. He had character doing it. You know. <laughs> All right, darling. What, you, what did you bring us? Yeah, sorry. I got. I went to rambling. Um, okay, you know, um, in between things, I, I've been revisiting some 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 older work and and trying to look at them with fresh eyes and fix up some of this archaic language that I used to use. And and so, I guess I have to. Say forgive me a little bit because it's a little bit more in my in my older style, but but I think uh, I updated it pretty good. Uh, this was um, originally published under another name, but it's kind of a different form right now, and so we're gonna call this Love Camp. Okay, um, pray with me on memories, your frill and dolls and curls and cheeks, the loosest woman before me. 
Now patience raced all whipped and blunt. Shun my plea for time sweet leave. We'd play in daddy's Neverland. That was my plan. At times, fate's bitch, as merciless as blackjacks, dealers slap on tens to force the hit with chips all in. Aces spent, all evident. Queen inevitably made of daddy's empty rocking cradle. Tomorrow waits, but never stands. Proud I will stand in hand to hand my girl. I give to your fine man, not unconditionally, nor quietly. I regale as do Uncle Raffi's tale. Boss, angel, truth, the gift for you. For when once we sailed the wild rum trails on dreams to funk punks, wailing winds, and sowed oats dumped, angels' quest ran for lusty honey yummies where hearts would thrum to thrust a pan through Siri. Read, breathe, bosom heaves, in passion please. A woman free, say incomplete of need, signs, responsibilities. Not woman nor man of human brand. Seraphim suffer no family. So thrill begets frivolity, but some do note the casualty. To share that glean with whom they care. My precious child, you're blessed with this. Biddy did that you avail, for veil of maiden lifts to christen madam, flames then fan innocence, relents his thumbnail wisdom, blasts daddy's prism for crystal windows clutter place. When love's begun to query blame, the scene as old as man is playing complex as daughters failing tame, feigning tamed, whispered, Side, your midwife's skirt That day Your birth inflamed my, thir- my thirst When mom and babe Rest, rose and nurse Where yonder pen my heart sends the moon And sequin golden eye With angels drank by fountain Flamed with light at Pat O'Brien Trying hurricanes For starters, kamikazes on the whim Of thimble rim shot Silver trays Front ancient service glove and tails, piano man, two baby grand, a vaudeville cadence, stamp bars filled. There our debate in ruckus chorus rambled, amped on fortune, love, and will. I shouted, Roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. A spill of we don't need the water rain. Motherfucker, burn. Even angels count that ancient. Hit before a hop, they laughed till tired pressed. I confessed I flunked the disco test. They slapped me silly, laughing harder, like with love from shimp to mo. And stabbed crows of wisdom in my breast and test to best my tabs max parted. I grabbed that reason love was treasonous till glory, will, and fate, young man's legacy to render on bill on the bill of tender bait. Raphael, in somber shimmers, my glass stem and angel fingers, spoke what lingers still to wait this day, that you may hear what angels say of love, of ways love's glare is weighed in glimmers. First change is not sung greatly, spewed in quake volcanic venting, hence with chills to liar's dirt, where hills and plains are mended, change, changes come in inches 
pinching, kissing, plate on plate, to great the continent embracing, creeping, distance from the homes they broke, resistant stoke explosive births, a yawning earth to sing my pondering, not with island building tremors, more a sense it erupt through dawn before photos fix your future. I would say what love can't do. Love can't fill your thirst with water, but can dust, can dance in prayer for rain. Love can kiss and dress your hurting, but can't swallow out the pain. Love can't stop the sky from running, but can print it in your soul. On waiting Polaroids for peeling when the proper dye is rolled. Love can't rich you up like gin can, but can circle worlds for lamps. Love ferries you past blackened swamps, can't push back the damp. Love can come and kneel unending, but it can't nail down your throne. Love can offer up its abdomen, but what is blood and bone save finite? Sacrificed and endings till the hunger sought is in, alive and scratching like a panther, warning now the next of kin. Now love alive is endless cuvee, candle glints rise of soul, souls in holy tinsel strings and sparkles flings, crisp clinks, toast wheels and words. Love is love all this minute. Yesterday host crawls ghost in poem. You know, you are an example of something that I talk about a lot. And I I kinda wanna share that because I don't know if I've ever even told you this. But most wanted? Oh. <laughs> you there, there's lines that you come up with and the one that you know, I, I talk about finding creative and exciting and surprising ways of saying things. It's when you can say something in a new way that it really has impact. You know, you can you can say, um, she closed the gate. You know, but how how could you say that differently? You know, so that it was more exciting, surprising, making it, you know, making you hear the clank, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, the line in there that stuck out was when you said, um, offer up their abdomen. You know, and and instantly, you know, I, I pictured rolling over and, you know, offering up the soft underbelly. And there's actually a poem that I use where I, where I talk about the soft underbelly. Um, and, and it just, that, that imagery, you know, is such a, it's such a submissive state, such a submissive act. That when you say that, you know, instantly you're you're brought to the level and the magnitude of what the line is implying, and I think that that's amazing because it's something that you do so incredibly. You know, when you hear a song by Rod Stewart, you automatically know that that's Rod Stewart. Your poetry is that way, and and take away the fact that you're reading it and you put somebody else reading it, or you read it on paper. Your poetry has such a strong voice that's recognizable you know that if you were to put 10 poems out there and read them you would be able to pick out your voice in your writing you know just because of that type of 
you know, that, that signature that you put in the way that you write, I guess, is, is what I'm trying to say is just amazing. Oh, you're always so generous. I, um, I, I had been kind of, I don't know, troubling about some of my older work and, and it has this more formal sound to it. And, and I was hoping that I had kind of grown away from some of that, but, um, but Lady Kemalisa told me no, I didn't. <laughs> so I guess I'm feeling <laughs> the same. <laughs> but well, you um, know, I, I, I talk guess we... about you know you having that voice and that imagery, and something that a lot of people don't know about you, Cookie, is that you know not only do you write poetry, but you also write stories. You write novels. You know, you write plays. You just you are you write everything. And I think that all of the things that you do, all the types of writing that you do, that all of them feed each other. You know, you can definitely hear that storytelling imagery in your poetry and your prose. So that's that's the yeah, point you, I was trying you, to make earlier too. You got to show it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you got to show it. It took me a long time to learn that, and and then you know, with songwriting, I always say you you, you got to write down, but you but you still got to you got to work in things that that the words don't just say. You know. Um, mm-hmm. So that you know that that's 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 craft, but for me, I just listen to the voices and write down what they say, and you know I don't know how it comes out the same because you know they they all kind of different and they just kind of you know yank me around. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's okay, it's okay. You know it's, it's a little bit easier because I don't get around as much like I used to. Uh, so I just kind of <laughs> got to stay here and take it. But I got some chops. I got you know I got some chops. With that, <laughs> but um, you always so generous to me, and I know I had a long read, so I was gonna, I'm, I'm gonna let pe- other people um come find this. I, you know, I wrote this, gosh, the the original of it, I, I think I wrote in 2010, you know, not, I think I met you in '09, and then and um, and then it was published in '14, but even at while I'm reading it, I'm still editing. <laughs> still, <laughs> While I'm reading it tonight, I'm still editing it. The, mm-hmm. Oh, it, yeah. wait, I got to change this. Exactly. <laughs> that needs to go, and that needs, and what, and what, huh, what? I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know exactly hey, look, what you're God, God, yeah. you're reading. <laughs> they got to make that deal with <laughs> it me. It's froze. coming. <laughs> yep, it's always, it's, I always reserve the right to edit. I do my best <laughs> writing and edit, editing anyway, you know? Mm-hmm, exactly. So, um. Look, I love to everybody. I said I'm sorry. I have to. Um, I have an appointment at eight, so I really have to get on to that. And and um, and I'm, I'm gonna listen as long as I can, and then and then get in the archives and uh, talk about. I've been reading some good poetry lately too, um, and real real high on uh, on Kim Adonisio lately, and um, you know, expose yourself. <laughs> This woman got it real. She got it for real. So um, anyway, um, anybody wants to look for me, y'all can find me on Facebook and uh, anything that says Moon Cookie with with two E's, like like Cookie on the end, and you can hit my blog. I'm building a little blog over at at WordPress called Moonhouse Blog um, at WordPress dot com, and and um, so you know y'all can find me there, but. I appreciate any anything, any kind of critique or advice anybody gives me, and and um, 
you know, that that's all I get kind of haunt with, with the praise, but, um, but I appreciate the, you know, the advice or the, or, um, the critique, you know, if you got a good idea, a better way of doing something, I'm a musician. So I'm used to listening to that, you know, and I had an A&R man that never really believed in much I was doing, but he still got it. He got it recorded for me. So that was good. He would say, don't look, nobody wants to hear that soapbox bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, life is hard. So y'all have a great night, and uh, yeah, the salt. If I was looking at a salt and you were saying describe what you see, I w- it wouldn't be about none of no salt. It would just I'll just look at you. I just write about you all the way down <laughs> the page. I saw that in there. That was sweet. <laughs> okay, well I, I guess I'm gonna have to go find me some brothers and sisters somewhere. <laughs> so, you have a good night, my sweetheart, and um and everybody. I'm, I'm sorry, like I said, I'm gonna listen for a while and. Then, I guess I'm going to have to be rolling out in a few minutes here uh, whenever the ride comes. So uh, much love. Love y'all each. Everyone by yourself. So, all right. Um, y'all have a good night. Thank, Thank y'all. You, Thank you, Darla. Great read, honey. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and give our next caller so you know where you are. We have area code 903-734-989. 419 and 832 is our lineup um, going on, so make sure you don't uh, press any buttons and get yourself out of the lineup because I'll be all messed up. All right, next caller comes from area code 540. 540, you're on the air. Buddy, I'm going to do this. Are you there, sweetie? Hey, is this? Did you say five four zero? <laughs> I did say five four zero. Oh my goodness gracious! Well, I was distracted. I'm sorry. This is Philip Church down in Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> so, who were you talking to? I was talking to my wife. We 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 were sitting here listening to this last poem by Moon Cookie, and man, that was uh, wow! That was excellent. Well, next time that happens, at least say something a little juicier. You know, like call her your little schnooky wookums or something. Schnooky wookums? Yeah. <laughs> I called her a poo-poo bank earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and and why do I not believe that that's just as endearing to you and to her? To her. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, you're the stuff she calls me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord, have mercy! She has, well, she has to be an amazing woman. Anyone, anyone who can see you for the unique and amazing human being that you are, and celebrate well, that and enjoy she, that, and not try to change you, which I can tell she doesn't, because you wouldn't still be, you wouldn't still have your wild child on your sleeve if she had been. So, kudos to you for finding that good woman. Oh yeah, and I tell you what, I did, and. Uh, I am uh, just, I'm extremely blessed uh, to, to have her as my wife, you know. So I'll, I'll, I'll plug that in there tonight. But So do you want to know I'll what your homework is? This. No, wait, no, wait, you've got homework. Oh, I, I, I didn't do it. <laughs> I, no, I have homework I, for you. Oh, what's, what's homework? Okay, so I want you to write your wife a love poem. And I want the title of the poem to be, you ready? 
Yeah. I love you because no other girl would let me dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and I want okay, you to write about yeah, all it. the amazing things you get to do because she loves you that someone else just absolutely would not put up with. Oh, that's, man, that's, that'd be a no-brainer. How, you want me to have that for you next week? I would love for you to have that next week. Okay. You got it. <laughs> you got it. I, I, think that, I think you would have a blast writing that, and I think she deserves to hear that. Yeah. Yes, she does. Now, I've read a couple of poems about her, her and me. And matter of fact, when we were married, uh, the one uh, special poem that I wrote, that was on all of our little announcements and uh, very present at our wedding. So, yeah, that's that's going to be real easy for me. But, you know, I had a whole other idea of what I wanted to read tonight. And then we got into all this, you know, telling a story with your poem. Mm-hmm. So I picked I picked one out, and it's kind of a, kind of a tearjerker, but it's uh I just kind of did this off the cuff when and went into my files and dug this out. So it's called Little Daisy Bouquets, and here we go. A long time gone and far off a ways, we laughed and played in summer's days. In a yard full of daisies, she watched me run and play, and I showed her all my love with little daisy bouquets. My life was brand new just at the start, and there was this woman, the love of my heart. Her beauty filled my eyes as could no other. Yeah, my very first love was a love for my mother. And to show that love, there were many ways, but the best were the days of daisy bouquets. With my little hand, I picked only the fullest and fair. Then I laughed as I placed them in her pretty hair. As the years rolled on by, I grew into a man. When I couldn't make it home, she'd always understand. She wanted me to have a good life, the way she'd give it. Her job, home, and family, chasing a dream to live it. But being so far away from home really made it hard. When I did make it there, I'd always stop in the yard. It was a token of a kid's love that I wanted to pay. So whenever I saw her, I gave her a little daisy bouquet. One day came a call I didn't want to hear. So I drove all night long to my mother dear. And on the hospital's lawn was a white-yellow tide full of daisies. I picked some and then went inside. While all the others in her room could just sit and stare, I just rushed to her bedside so she'd know I was there. I placed the daisies in her silver hair just like days passed. I kissed her cheek and I held her as she breathed her last. To say the least, her funeral was a very hard day. My trembling hands on her casket placed a daisy bouquet. After Mom was gone, it seemed time passed like a whirl until me and my wife were blessed with our little girl. She was her daddy's princess. You know the old saying. And one sunny summer day, we were in the yard playing. She looked like her grandma, so fair. <laughs> she would just laugh and giggle while placing daisies in my hair. In poem. Wow, that almost made me cry. 
Seriously, I'm not oh, even kidding. I've got yeah. like, I've got like those. You know, when you when you get that that your eyes sting. You're watching those stupid, you know, the voice videos where the kid comes out and is homeless, and you know, is, he walks out on stage with Wonder Bread wrappers on his feet for shoes, and he just belts out opera, and you're just sitting there, and your eyes are stinging, and you know you're gonna cry. That's what you did to me. Wow. Well, you know what Robert Paul said: no tears in the. Writer, no tears in the reader. <laughs> I, you know, every, I, I know, at least for me, but I have to believe that, you know, I, I think our ultimate goal as writers, you know, nobody writes because they want to be a millionaire. Face it, you know, it, 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 it just, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> okay. Right. Especially poetry. Um, but I think that our biggest goal as a writer is to write something that has a profound emotional impact on the reader to write something so meaningful or so much a piece of us or whatever it is to be able to hold it's like holding how many times in our lives have we held our hand out to somebody and opened our palm and everything that we are is out there and vulnerable and you're handing that to somebody and you 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 know they don't see it you know in the in the end you think you know look at this amazing thing I held out and what's going to give you and and you don't even know what I was offering you don't even know you know it, it it's kind of like that I totally forgot where I was going where was I going well you know uh, oh the emotional uh, impact <laughs> Exactly, you know. Yeah, holding our writing out there to somebody and knowing that they see it, that they hear it, that they feel it, taste it, touch it, smell it. I think that is the greatest reward for a writer. And that one did I, that I for do me. I do, too. Oh, I'm so happy. And I, I hope it did it for others as well. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I've, I've got a novel and some biographies. I've written some Appalachian history books and stuff. And... uh I do uh, all these poems. There actually is a uh, uh, it's a it's a it's a damp, it's a book of uh, all my poems. It's a collection, and that's the one I want to plug tonight for my URL. But the name of the book and uh, it's all it's all my my poems up until this uh, past uh, year, and it's called Poet, Prophet, Outlaw, Sage. The Collected Works of Philip Kent Church from 2012 to 2017. So you go to Amazon and just search for Poet, Prophet, Outlaw, Sage, and uh, it should come up. (laughs) I want you to do me a favor. Sure. Okay. I want you to, on your computer, I want you to do a voice recording, voice recording MP3 of that poem. And I want you to do. Oh, I, I want you to read it three times in a row. I want you to read it three times in a row in the recording for me, and then send it to me. I want to. I want to produce that and put that to music for you. Oh, okay. Do uh, I've already got an MP3 of that. Do you want me to do one and just say, just do it three times, just just me doing it? Yeah, I want you to brand new read, record. I want you to okay. read it three times on onto the computer, recording. Um, so that you've got a good, clean recording of it, and then email it to me. Got it. Hey, no problem. I'll be doing it. 
Awesome. All right, baby, tell everyone how to find you. Uh, like I said, Amazon.com. Look for Poet, Prophet, Outlaw, Sage, and that'll bring me up, and it'll it'll bring up all my other books as well. Awesome. All right, sweetie. Great job tonight. Fantastic read. All right. Thank you, Nala. We'll talk at you next week, and I'll do my homework. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my dear. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Right. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 903. 903, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you, sweetheart? Doing good. Uh, I got, uh, I've been working on two poems and they're both not done, (laughs) but I worked on them the past two days and some today and I wrote a brand new poem and it's an experimental poem and, uh, basically I made, I made a rhyme scheme that I just made up and I did it actually several times in my life. It's actually pretty hard, but so... I'll explain more after the poem. Okay. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. That's brand new. I haven't even posted or read or anything to anybody. So, All right. Are we here to dot, dot, dot? Are we here to exist? Are we here to resist? Resist? Are we here to persist? Are we here to desist? Are we here to be blissed? Are we here to... Be dissed? Are we here to always have clenched fists? Are we here to misunderstand the gist? Are we here to become cysts? Are we here to be kissed? Are we here to become statistics of bliss? Are we here to be missed? Are we here to enjoy the mist? Are we here to be hungry and others missed? Are we here to be pissed? Are we here to become grist? Are we here to become schist? Are we here to be, enjoy our trist? Are we here to continuously turn and twist? Are we here to break our wrist? Are we here to assist? Are we here to to be put on the backlist? Are we here to be put on the? Oh, are we here? To, sorry, I messed up. Are we here to be blacklisted? Are we here to die from blood cyst? Are we here to make checklists? Are we here to consist? Are we here to delist? Are we here to demist? Are we here to be dismissed? Are we here to insist? Are we here to only enlist? Are we here to be put on the free list? Are we here to become frosty mist? Are we here only to insist? Are we here to be put on the price list? Are we here to be put on the short list? Are we here to be put on the stick list? Are we here to become snowy mist? Are we here to be put on the stock list? Are we here to subsist? Are we here to be unkissed? Are we here to be unmissed? Are we here to be untwisted? Are we here to be the shuffleist? Are we here to coexist? Are we here to be put on the mailing list? Are we here to be nativist? Are we here to be oculist? Are we here to become pillar cyst? 
Are we here to pre-exist? Are we here to be reminisced? Are we here to be put on the waiting list? Are we here to be anthologists? Are we here to be expiatists? Are we here to be glassologists? Are we here to be put on the A list? Are we here to be put on the B list? Are we here to be numismatists? Are we here to be podiatrists? Are we here to be proctologists? Are we here to be recidivists? Are we here to become sabacusists? Are we here to become hermorhagic cysts? Are we here to become ovarian cysts? Are we here to be Neopositivist Are we here to merely exist Resist, persist, insist And and desist However we see fit to do so That's the end piece You know it's neat that the things that You know you, you say each one And it you know Depicted a certain type of person Or a certain lifestyle Or a certain fear or, you know, all all the different things, you know, and it's like which one of those things, which parts of the whole are you, you know, what do you need to be? It's a great piece. They're commenting in the chat room as well. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you, you so much. You got that if thing um, down, Pat, they say. That's right. Well, I, I said it was experimental, so I tried to make it A, 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 all the way down on the end rhymes. And they all rhyme with exist, and if they don't, then they're uh, near rhymes or in rhymes with just I S T. So, yeah, it's pretty fun. It's a challenge. It's hard to do, but it's it's pretty cool. So, but I'm glad you liked it. And uh, I got a job interview on Monday, so hopefully I'll be employed again. And if not, I got another job that I might be doing as well. So, I still got some. I, Still got some applications I got to fill out too. So, very cool. All right, my dear. Great job tonight. Well, thank you so much, Nyla. Thanks for having me. This is Eric Nelson Manley Shellman. You can find me on Facebook. That's Eric Nelson Manley Shellman, and you can find me on my poet page. It's uh, poet Eric Nelson Manley Shellman. You can find me on YouTube. It's Eric Nelson Manley Shellman as well. And uh, that's pretty much it. All right. Have Eric, a great thank night. Thank you so much, thank you. sweetie. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. We'll talk to you Bye. next week. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 734734. You are on the air. Well, hello, Nyla. This is Dennis White from Michigan. Well, hello, Mr. Dennis White. How are you, darling? I'm doing fine. This is April. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a poet's Christmas month. It is. It is. Happy National Poetry Month, the third week in. Yes, indeed. Yes, and we're loving it. <laughs> so what have you been doing exciting for National Poetry Month? Well, I just had a big uh, public poetry reading there uh, in my in, uh, hometown here, and uh, it was wonderful. I had uh, 18 poets read, and uh, it was a great night of poetry, so many different voices. And uh, it was just just worked so well. 
That would have been awesome. Next time you do that, you should have somebody video record it with their phone for you. Uh, well, yes, we have to do that sometime. I keep that in mind. A good idea. Thank you. It is, and you, you can have like your own little idea. YouTube channel, and we can wave to you and stuff. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Interactive. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, I'm All right, love, what did you bring for us tonight? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, back down to the poetry. Uh, April is Maya Angelou's uh, birthday month. She was born on April 4th. And I thought I'd, uh, in tribute of Maya Angelou, I'd read one of her poems this evening. Okay. And uh, the, the poem I'm going to read is Million Man March. The night has been long. The wound has been deep. The pit has been dark. And the walls have been steep. Under a dead blue sky on a distant beach, I was dragged off by my braids just beyond your reach. Your hands were tied. Your mouth was bound. You couldn't even call out my name. You were helpless, and so was I. But unfortunately, throughout history, We've worn a badge of shame. I say the night has been long. The wound has been deep. The pit has been dark. And the walls have been steep. But today, voices of old spirits sound. Speak to us in words profound across the years, across the centuries, across the oceans, across the seas. They say, draw near to one another. Save your race. You have been paid for in a distant place. The old ones remind us that slavery's chains have paid for our freedom again and again. The night has been long. The pit has been deep. The night has been dark, and the walls have been steep. The hells we have lived through and lived through still have sharpened our senses and toughened our will. The night has been long. This morning, I looked through your anguish. Roll down to your soul. I know that with each other we can make ourselves whole. I look through the posture and past your disguise and see your love for family in your big brown eyes. I say, clap hands. Let us come together in this meeting ground. I say, Clap hands and let us deal with each other with love. I say, clap hands and let us get from the low road of indifference. Clap hands. Let us come together and reveal our hearts. Let us come together and revise our spirits. Let us come together and cleanse our souls. Clap hands. Let's leave the preening 
and stop imposturing our own history. Clap hands. Call the spirits back from the ledge. Clap hands. Let us invite joy into our conversation. Courtesy into our bedrooms. Gentleness into our kitchen. Care into our nursery. The ancestors remind us, despite the history of pain, we are a going on people who will rise again. And still we rise. End of poem. So let me ask you this. Out of all of her writing, what made you pick that one? What is it about that piece that speaks to you? It is so powerful to reach out and pull back uh, uh, your arms around those you care for and those you struggle with and those that you, you have a deep understanding of. And it is so important to embrace uh, uh, the ones you, you love and lead them and help them uh, be uh, become even stronger. Uh, and it's it was a, a real moving poem to me. I agree. As it was a great choice. And, uh, you know, it would be kind of fun. We used to do a show. Um, first, Michael and Debbie hosted it, and then Andy from Canada, Andrew Scott, hosted it for us for quite a few years. Um, we did a show called Reverse, which was a classic poetry open mic, and you'd call in and read absolutely anybody except for yourself. Um, and it was really cool. It was There was a lot of, uh, you know, great poets that people were introduced to or heard for the first time on that show that they may have never read or, you know, heard anything by. But it was really cool. Um, it'd be really fun to start something like that up again. Uh, oh, yes. Because of how be. inspiring, you know, reading more than we're writing, we have to be doing that. And it's a real good way to interest people, inspire people to read more, I think. I, I think so. And, and it's always good to hear a poem interpreted uh, through somebody else, else's reading. It's not going to be the same as the author, but it is the reader is going to find their own meaning and their own passion in someone else's words, and it, it's it's a great uh, experience to do. It is. I agree. All right, my darling. Tell people how they can love on you. Yes. Uh my name is Dennis White. I write at allpoetry.com under the name of Haiku Bless You, just like a sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every time so you I, I love writing haikus. <laughs> so every time I, a haiku comes up or I see one or I think about one, I always think about you now because I always say haiku oh. and I go, Chew. Oh, I used to yeah. write, write a lot of haikus when I, when I thought I knew what haikus were. So I have a lot of crap coups, but that's okay. <laughs> that's the way you learn. <laughs> there was there was a piece that I was trying to write one time, and I couldn't break it. I couldn't get it. There there was like two syllables. It I couldn't find any other way to say what I wanted to say, and it was two syllables too long. So I created a new poetry form called an uncoup. There you go. 
poetic it's my, it's my uncoupon. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm also at the World Poetry Open Mic on Friday nights, if anyone's able to catch that show. I've been reading there uh, for five-plus years, and uh, it's uh, been a wonderful experience for me. And it's a great uh, uh, show, but not as good as this one. At least that's what I'm going to say tonight. <laughs> but it, it just happens to be the truth. But you know, there I'll, you go. I'll edit that out uh, for you, just in case, okay? <laughs> Thank you so very much, and thanks for having this platform and allowing us to read. And I'm, I'm going to step aside and let the the next poet step up to the mic, and I'm going to say, God bless. <laughs> Thank you, baby. And hey, um, a half hour before that show comes on on Friday. Please grab the link and feel welcome to throw that link up on my Facebook page and uh, remind people that it's on. See if I can on. do that for you. Yes. Okay. And Thank it's really you. important. It's really you. important that someone over there does that because people have, you know, it isn't like, you know, the mail comes once a month and we all run down and grab the guy off the horse and search for news from home. Okay. We are we are mm-hmm. such a a information gluttonous people now. That we have so much information coming in our head that if it is not, if it is not put in our hands 15 minutes before it happens, we forget things. Oh, I know. So, I do. You know, <laughs> always right before the show, have someone throw that link up over there so everyone can uh, go over and check it out on Fridays. I'll see if I can do that. And thank you, uh, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'll I, I'll let the next real poet step up. <laughs> I am so going to spank all of you who say that You have no idea That is a huge pet peeve of mine Do not get in that habit I'm still trying to break Michael of that habit saying that <laughs> I know, I got it from him It's catchy <laughs> No, no yeah, You That's better nip it in the bud It's contagious <laughs> You know, okay, there, there's I this whole Dommy side of me that you guys don't know about I will get the whip out, you guys start that shit Okay, just saying All, All right, baby. Right. We've been, Great we've job, been Dennis Thank you <laughs> All right, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye, sweetie. All right, our next caller, you guys, comes from area code 989-989. You are on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is George Wiley. Hey, George. How are you doing, sweetheart? Doing doing well, doing well. Loving Poetry Month. Um, And I just had to mention that uh, Dennis mentioned, or you mentioned about um, gluttony, and I was... uh, Reminded me that I tried to eat a poet the other day. I found one on the street, and I tried to eat him, but you know, he just—it's just too full of alliterations and metaphors and stuff. And I had to spit him out. But anyway, that's a bad joke. The <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Philip earlier had this magnificent little thing about the handful of daisies for his mother and such. And this one isn't quite the same, but it sort of made me choose this one for tonight. Uh, I'll go right ahead if I can. It's uh, it's a little bit long for not for me, but it's, it's less than two pages. So it's called um, "Can I Touch Him?" Mom and I kneeled in front of the casket, which held Grandpa in a box with way too much satin. I was eleven. His face had been powdered with something. His hair combed all wrong. And they put him in a tweed suit. I had never seen him in a suit before, and it looked way too stiff. And he wasn't grinning. He'd always grinned. The funeral home guys must not have known Grandpa. 
mom was saying a prayer, so I tried to say one too, but I hadn't prepared a good one. He was so much smaller now in that suit. And where'd they find those shiny shoes? We were surrounded by tons of smelly flowers. Somewhere, a speaker was playing an organ song. They had an old pump organ, and they said he'd played it well before he went mostly blind. I never knew him while he couldn't, while he could see much, but I did pump away on that organ some, and he didn't seem to mind. I was aware of the people behind me watching, my dad, my cousins, the step people from the church. At first, Grandpa seemed plastic, but I began to zone in on him, and he seemed now warmer. It really was him. I leaned to Mom and said, Can I touch him? No, you can't touch him, she said. Of course not. That isn't right. Mom, I want to touch Grandpa's face just for a moment. I won't hurt him. And I want to give him this. Absolutely not, she said. Let's get up now and let other people in here. Come on. And she pulled me away. After we greeted some neighbors, I drew her into a small, fancy sitting room with lace doilies. Mom, why didn't you let me touch Grandpa? Now you listen to me, she said. It isn't proper. She was always a bit too much into propriety and manners. I was not always into them. She began to describe some of describe some of the formalities of funeral visitation, and I started to cry. And what was that dirty little thing you wanted to put in there? You can't just put stuff in a casket. Will you let me say what I want to say, Mom, and don't interrupt me? She looked at me. Mom, the reason I wanted to touch Grandpa is because he always touched me. What, she said? Where did he touch you? No, no, it wasn't that, Mom. Will you listen? I was crying a bit, and I had my back door where ants and stuff were passing by looking in. Okay, you know he couldn't hardly see anything, so when we went for walks, he'd stop me and ask if he could touch me. At first, I didn't like it, but he touched my face while I talked. A lot of times, he held my hands, and he felt my arm muscles once. It was okay, Mom. He wanted to know what I felt like, not just what I sounded like or smelled like or acted like. When he took me fishing at Smithson's dock, he could check by feel how I tied the lure on. He could tell what kind of fish I had on just by the pole. He could take my fish off the hook for me. When a duck splashed in nearby, Grandpa would always ask me what color, and then he'd tell me what kind of duck it was. One day I lost my lure to a snag, and I thought my day was over. But Grandpa said, no, no, reach into my tackle box and hand me that little scratched-up lure that is green and white. I did, and without seeing it, he expertly tied it on my line. A minute later, I had my best bluegill ever, touched my face and held my shoulders just to know my joy. It was cool. Mom interrupted. I don't get the point, son. We have to go back into the room. I saw Aunt Mary arrive. Please, Mom, I said, holding her to her chair. I got more tears. You see, he touched me because that's part of how he knew me. Now I want to touch him as my goodbye. I got to do this, Mom. She looked at me, this time with some attention. I get it now, she said. I'm sorry. I'm so caught up in this. 
understand that he was your grandpa, but he was my dad, too. She put a Kleenex to her eye. She looked at me closely. Let's go back in there, and you can go back to the casket. We did that, and I touched Grandpa's face and his hands. Then, next to me, Mom and Dad kneeled in, and she touched him, too, for quite a while. And I took the old lure from my pocket and put it next to his hands. A bit later, my sister hissed to me, why did you put that ugly fishing thing on his hands? And I gave her a pissy look and said, that's for me to know and you to find out. And the organ played. End of poem. Okay, that's the second time a poem's almost made me cry tonight. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Yeah. I'm glad it it had some effect. You you are a master storyteller. You could so easily shift into a novel writer with your style of writing, mm-hmm. or a screenwriter, yeah, screenplay, write screenplays so easily with your style of writing. You have such an incredible, incredible narrative style. I mean, Thank you, you I, are very, very talented at at, at telling the story in your work, in your prose, in your poetry. Thank you. I, you know, I, I'd certainly the, the, prose. I'm interrupting you because I'm not done yet. No, no. Go ahead. <laughs> if, Go ahead. I, if I don't get it out, I'll forget. I wanted to point <laughs> out that being able to make something, there were so many things that you put in there, you know, like how grown up you had to talk to your mom. You know, probably the first time, you know, the, I don't know if it's a personal poem or if it's just a story, but, you know, the first time he had put his foot down, you know, and stood up saying, no, Mom, I've got to do this. But I can, you know, to the end where, you know, basically he reverts back into being a child again, you know, for me to know and you to find out. You know, he could have gone into right. the whole thing, but he didn't, you know. And so it's just showing those that that roller coaster of emotions he had to be going on, the release of doing the act, you know, how it was so profound and and so important to him that you know as soon as that lure was set down that it was just such a release. And then immediately right. he was able to go back into the little boy, which now you know he's going to, I mean, it, by just ending it that way, all of a sudden you know that little boy is going to be okay. You know, right. it's like at the That's end right. of it, that line is the beginning of the healing process of the whole thing that he went through. And the fact that when you said, you know, I'm I'm picturing him and his mom standing at the casket and all the people standing around and the seriousness of and the, you know, the weight of the situation and everything. And, and, and he looks up and says, can I touch him? I can just picture the expression on her face. The, the horror and disbelief and the, oh, my God, no, you know, just the, I, I picture, I can so strongly picture that expression on the face. It was just great, 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 you know, and the fact that you use bluegill, you know, you get 10 extra kudo points just for putting bluegill on a palm. Okay. <laughs> That's all I can think of at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, seriously, well, that, seriously, I... That almost meant my, I was so close to my. I can say it now. I couldn't say it. I had to stop talking, and I'm glad you started talking at the beginning when you were done because I couldn't have. Because I loved my grandpa so much. I mean, everything that is creative about me, everything that 
is amazing about me. Anything that I remember positive from my childhood revolves around my grandpa and my great-grandmother. You know, everything I needed to learn about life or love, I learned from those two people. And I just miss him so much sometimes. And so, yeah, that I, that one got me. <laughs> I have to make a confession. I didn't have a what? grandpa like that. I have to make a confession. I didn't have a grandpa like that at all. He was very stiff and straight and, and nice. He was a preacher. He was always in a suit. He was mm-hmm. gracious and friendly, but maybe would hold your hand. So I created a new grandpa in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Who says we can't pick our our relatives? Oh, I, I tell you that this fiction is half myself. Anyway, um, but you know maybe, maybe this was my idyllic grandfather. Although <laughs> you know I love my other one in a, in a in a similar way, but not this kind of grandpa that it, this kind of grandpa takes your fishing and and you know stuff like that is was not something in my life. So I had to. That's why I sort of made this thing. Okay. Well, well great job on that. All right. Tell everyone how to find you, love. Uh, the only place I have is um, a Facebook page called George Wiley Writes. And um, that's it. And I'll uh, let someone else talk. All right, sweetheart. I cannot wait to see what you bring back next time. Fantastic job on that piece. And again, if you can get me a straight recording of that, I'll I'll produce that piece too. I'll set that one to music. Um, oh, okay. Background. So that. just record it on your computer. Three, read it. Stop. Read it again. Stop. Read it again. So send me three voice recordings all on one thing, and let me play with it. Okay. We'll do. Awesome. All right, Thank sweetie. You. Thank is, you so much. Great. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, Annie. All right. Next caller comes from area code four one nine four one nine. You're on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Shelley Gambino. Hello, Miss Shelley. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. That's good. <laughs> uh, um, I had a poem I wanted to share, and I don't know if I read it on your show already about my husband's diagnosis with cancer. You know, it sure doesn't. That people say that all the time, and because um, I think I read it, but I just don't remember, and that's the one I picked tonight. Yeah, but there's people listening tonight that that have now that are listening tonight for the first time. So it doesn't matter if you've read something before. You you're more than welcome to read it again because a whole new group of people are reading or hearing it. You know, and the people okay. <laughs> who enjoy your writing, trust me, don't mind hearing it a second time. And the fact is is that the human brain has to hear something three times in a short duration of time for it in order for um like a sixteenth of it to sink in permanently. To where I remember, oh, wow. I mean, it, it, it's weird. So, you know, you could read me a poem six months ago and read it, and I'll say, oh, my God, that's my favorite thing you've ever written. I've never heard that before. <laughs> so, you know, you're good. You, yeah. <laughs> well, the theme, the theme that was going was like the death theme, but before I get into this, I just have to say something earlier when you were talking about the DNA and the fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the 24-hour DNA test and stuff like that. I had to yeah. laugh because I was at, I was asked to help to bring ideas up to for a Father's Day parade in a small town in Wisconsin where I was living. And I told the ladies, I said, how about we all stand behind the float and with a big sign that says, are you my daddy? <laughs> they never asked me again. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. That is so 
funny. I, I thought it was hilarious, and I'm just kind of one of those people that are they're far out there, and like nobody likes me. But I just thought it was funny. I still think it's funny. <laughs> wow. Uh, there has to be a way to incorporate that into some kind of amazing Halloween costume. Have some who's really famous for having a bunch of random kids strewn out there. Have somebody dress up like that celebrity, and then have a bunch of you know people dressed up in clothes with signs walking behind that whoever that celebrity is. That'd be a fantastic Halloween costume. <laughs> right. And then you know with the DNA thing too, I'm just curious, like because I know all these people are going out. And they're they're getting that stuff done, which is kind of cool. And my cousin had done it, and she's like, I'm not even German. And I'm like, well, how can you not be German? I was told my mother and my father were, and, you know, my father is your mother's sister. So I didn't understand why she said she was not German. And then I'm thinking, if me and my twin do it, are we going to get the same exact results? So it's kind of curious You and your twin should get the same results, yes. I'm just curious if we do those, what I'm saying. I, I kind of want to do it just to find out if her and I would be the same. What if what you if never know. only have sisters? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, but we came from our mom, but maybe <laughs> I'm from outer space because <laughs> I'm way out there, you know. So <laughs> I just thought it would be kind of interesting if line by line we would be the exact 100% same. You know what I mean? Because maybe she got more of my dad than my mom or, you know, vice mm-hmm. versa, whatever. I just think it's kind of interesting being a twin and seeing that. I think that. that it's really cool. I think that anybody that has a chance to do that should do that because it's a lot of fun. I mean, my, my half-brother that I didn't even know I had found out he was Irish. He had no clue he had Irish in him. You know, See, like my I, father I was, was second-generation Irish. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is interesting. I'm going to have to look that up sometime. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very curious to me. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. so what did you bring well, us tonight, darling? The poem that I wrote, I entitled it called Cancer, and um, I just wanted to share it tonight because we have cancer in my family. I got a four-month, um, four-year-old nephew that's fighting um, terminal brain cancer. I'm going through chemotherapy. My husband passed away from cancer, lung cancer, um, and I just found out an associate that I used to work with. Her husband was diagnosed with cancer, so he's going through all that right now. So I just kind of it brought to the forefront in my mind and made me want to revisit this because of so much that's going on. Um, it, it just doesn't go away. So I just wanted to maybe if someone else knows someone, maybe they'd be touched or want to hear it, I guess. So that's why I picked it. Okay. And uh, I was, I, I'm not, I'm not happy to say, cause I don't want to gloat, but I let my husband read it when he was diagnosed and everything. And after, and he actually, the, the original one that I have has his teardrops on it because he cried and said it was the only piece I ever wrote that really, really said exactly how he felt. So I just wanted wow. you guys to know that too. Yeah. So it's called Cancer. And I, I, this is what I wrote um, in the front was the poem was written for my husband's diagnosis of lung cancer. I was able to have him read it and his tears drop like rain. God bless to all those who fought and some that are continuing to fight for their lives. Okay. I'm trying not, gonna, try not to cry. Um, desperate, alone, overshowered, I mean overshadowed, overpowered. No control whatsoever. Time is not the same anymore. Even food tastes different. Depression setting in as the disease it takes away. Accepting unfathomable. No time for whys, never asking once. Quick to diagnose, not a cure in sight. Operation out of the question, dripping down chemo lane. What lies ahead is the known and yet the unknown all in one. Certainty is definite. Rather, how or when is all that remains. Anger, sadness, confusion settles in. 
unnerving and unwelcome, yet persistent upon one's soul, always there changing moods. Selfishness is a big one, trying not to be, taking life for granted, sidelines for now, not wanting to let go. Forever daily changes, nothing remains the same, moods switching like the wind, but who can you blame? Searching for sunny days to bring warmth to this heart of cold, teaching to step back, take a look, and put your life on hold. One moment, one instant, the sun reminds to put a smile of warmth on this heart of mine. Do not take life for granted. Enjoy every little step. Take time to embrace each moment and cherish every breath. Learning to be more patient, one day at a time. The hands of the clock are ticking, but I would rather they rewind. Every day moves forward at such a snail's pace. But taking time to smell the roses, living for the moment, time just cannot erase. The smile, he warms my heart like the beating sun. His jokes and laughter forever etched in stone. His big bear hugs forever embracing my bones, never to forget the love he has shown. I will weep tomorrow, I tell myself, as he continues to stay strong, never telling of aches or pains, but seeing it etched on his lovely face. He brings joy and love to my heart each and every day. I thank God for borrowing him to me, for having this angel by my side. Please take care of him. Let him know I care. Please tell him just how much I appreciate him there. Be sure to have a seat waiting there for me, for it is my best friend I wish to share eternity. Forever thankful for all he has brought to my life, forever blessed to have been his wife. Robert, I love you in so many ways, too numerous to count. God bless you. End poem. That was absolutely beautiful, and I know that was not an easy thing to write. I could tell it wasn't an easy thing to read through, you know? Yeah, it was hard because it was written after the doctor told them there's nothing we can do for you. So, yeah, it was really hard. (laughs) But I just have so much, like, now, like, with my four-year-old nephew, and, you know, you sit there and say, you know, when you're going through it, it's hard, and you always think that you're all alone. And the more I'm growing because it's been seven years, the more, like, I like to try to help people that are going through it. Um, I find that it gives me, like, I don't know, it helps me to help other people to be there because I felt so alone that to reach out and say, like, you know, you're not alone or I understand or if you just want someone to talk to, um, it does help a lot. Remind me one of these times, and I'll read a poem I wrote for you called It's Not Always Poetic. You wrote that, and your husband said it talked about how he felt, you know. Yes. Oh, I want to read you one called It's Not Always Poetic because I think that you'll understand and I, I think it'll speak to how you felt. And I think I do think it's that you make a good... I mean, you need to... People need to understand what it's like for both people. You know? Right. But right. yeah, it's a piece well, I called wanna, It's Not I Always Poetic. Those, I, I couldn't cry because I didn't want him to know like how bad it was. And so one yeah. day he saw me crying, like, like just to myself on the couch. And he's like, are you crying because I'm sick? And then I just said yes. And then, you know, like I never really wanted, I wanted to be the strong person all the way up until the end. And then I just, like, kind of was shocked, you know, I guess. And you don't, I mean, you don't, you can't prepare yourself when the doctors say things like that, you know, we, we can't do anything to help you. I, I don't think that's fair because I think it takes hope away, number one, but, even if you knew you're going to die tomorrow at 6 o'clock at night, 
when you're the survivor, I don't care if you even know the second, you're you're not prepared for that, you know, and it, it's hard. And I, I've read the books from hospice. I've read the crossing over books and, and everything. Everyone has their own special, like, thing, but it, it's just not easy, you know, whether you know it or not. And so, yeah, it's it's hard for anybody that goes through that. And if anybody ever wants to talk or reach out for someone that they're experiencing, they're welcome to us. Uh, you know, message me on Facebook or something, and I'd love to talk to them. Yeah. There's so, there's so much I want to say, but the lineup's so big right now that I'm not going to do it. I'll just talk no, to you later that, about that, it. That's fine. That's fine, dear. I can let you go. I'll, I'll listen to the rest of your show, and thank you for letting me read. <laughs> it was phenomenal. Tell everyone how to find you, baby. Um, Shelly Gambino on Facebook. Um, that's S-H-E-L-L-Y Gambino, G-A-M-B-I-N-O. And I'm just on Facebook, so you can reach me out on that. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, great job, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. You're welcome, baby. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Hey, Ms. Nyla. Hey, Soldier Blue Blue. How are you, my love? Uh, I'm all right. Nothing too much to go one way or the other. A little bit of everything, I guess. Um, it was this damn fine to hear huh? from you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes I feel like I ought to just take myself out behind the barn and put them between my ears, and then other days it's just like, oh, what the hell, man, just walk another day. So, you know, somewhere in between there is where I'm at most of the time. But, um... That's when, uh, I don't know, don't, uh, let's put it this way. If you ask me where this, this title comes from, I couldn't tell you. It just happened to kind of like stick, and it's like, okay, I'm going to go with it. Uh, so the title is Irascible Serpents. Tongues of the Serpent, Blood Rites of a Fable, A Legend, Heedable, The Truth Goes Unheeded. Time fails the seasons. Brugonta, oh, yes, blue, almost blue. I see the blue high hills almost within reach lay as if a breath of longing. Wafonte, she, upon the dead grass. On tee, I, so we scoop something of spirit from a hollow place and we lift the songs we have been taught in the evening of the day or passing for the dawn tide. Dagon becomes light beyond the foretelling of any future. Dragon, bread bound, we eat what we can find. Thunder usually claims our attention as we know who's speaking. Dreams sleep, sweet sleep of dreams. Gray rage can rise with the advent of a storm. The pounding edge is sullen as the words we choose. Depth brings silence to the moon's silver shining. It is but a memory of the lost moon. Chipped 
pigeonholed by those who think they know best, which uh, they say. And so, in the growth of their shadows, as subtle as the rustle of leaves in a winter-fed forest, we loose the tongues of snakes, God's hand, across at right angles over the old skins they have shed. Oh, yes, they will find you, fault you for the stories you have told, the lies that you have spoken in repetition, growing monstrous in flesh without bones. Sodden, sloppy, saturated with the mist and foulness of mental toxins of your own making, dangerous to walk as a muddy road, Serpentine, these tongues travel arrow straight, carven shafts of truth. They whisper to the network of roots, first forest, ghost uninterrupted, trees, plants, potted shrubs, DNA. Sap, the blood song of earth, wild as weeds, feral as the swamps you ignore. They have left polemic purpose, winds, lodestones of direction, seeds of focus, while mourning as they move with reptilian grace and surety. The liars have not moved. They sit before the spoils of a despoiled dissipated land, a plate of spoiled food, greed for banquets, table settings for four, Doba, Bonze, it will be your undoing. Honva Gita Day, a true day of reckoning for the offensive lies you espouse. Bonpishin. We are the ghost road born. We have listened and learned what you have for centuries held in contempt. Old man Crow is with us. The shadow wolves by our sides. We cross no boundaries of our own, on our own. Our relations are always there. And as you are laid waste, we continue walking our way home. Can you hear the sibilant whisper of the serpent tongues? And peace. That was phenomenal. That was incredible, Soldier Blue. Just like Thank everything you. that you write. So, <laughs> just a teacher, an eye opener. Well, uh, you you are a brick. Try to do my best. You know, I mean, other people can. I know a lot of people look at uh, something from this nature as a novelty. I just go with what I know in terms of you know what I've said before in terms of the gift and its responsibilities and. Because I've chosen to talk about what I do, 
in terms of my people's culture and the traditions thereof, it is a responsibility to make sure that I fulfill the commitment not only to knowing and using the gift, but giving it back. Because these aren't my stories. They roll through me, but they're not my stories. They're, they're our stories. Mm-hmm. I, bring it back to, I bring it back to the we, not the I, the we. I definitely. I'm, I'm wrestling with the board right now. I'm trying to juggle two things. Can you tell? That was really <laughs> nice, Soldier Blue. Click, 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 click behind the scenes. I think that was phenomenal. Click, click, click behind the scenes. <laughs> I can joke about that because I know you understand. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't concern myself with the technicalities. Oh look, it's a little man behind the green curtain. <laughs> I don't suppose there's anything in that sack for me, is there, Mr. Oz? <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm talking about. Hey, and I use that. I use that in multiple uh, variations of a theme because I mean, that, to me, that's exactly what politics is. Mm-hmm. It's like never mind, never mind that little man behind the green curtain. <laughs> yeah, okay. I knew exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> hey, you know. We're showing our age, my so. love. Oh, that's okay. It, it just means we have better things that we can uh, use in terms of uh, pulling out of the bag, so to speak. This is true. I don't mind that at all. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, you can find me at Great uh, uh, Wild, and uh, I'm not even going to go into that story again. But um, it's Rafe Wild, and you can uh, then in parentheses you'll see Soldier Blue, Blue, and then that's me, and I'm on Facebook. And, um, Very cool. Doing, All right, sweetheart. Thing. We'll talk to and you next every week. Every day is poetry. Oh yeah, it is. Every day is poetry month for me, so there's no, there's no, uh, there's no uh, once in a while or whatever. I mean, just yesterday, for instance, I finished a poem, started another one, and storyboarded the one I wrote tonight, uh, read tonight. So that's how it's, uh, that's how it always is for me. Very cool. Yep. There you go. All right, babe. We'll talk to you next <laughs> week, right. honey. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I appreciate Bye-bye, it. Bye-bye, Soldier Blue. All right. Bye. Oh, that man. Okay. Next, we have area code 779779. You're on the air. Mayo! <laughs> <laughs> so glad you were able to get on, sweetheart. Hi. Oh, Jesus. What? A century? <laughs> it has been. What are you? What are you? Everything. Tell me all the news. Jesus, I don't know. What was the last thing you heard? <clears throat> I don't know. It's been too long. And whose fault is that? Give people mm-hmm. five mm-hmm. minutes Capping to foot. catch up in the last year of my stuff. You have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, um, uh, just started the third year in school, so yay me. Um, I Very think proud of you. Three point three GPA, so go there. And um, I have business cards. Finally, <laughs> my kids still in school. Happy news there. I raised a bird from the wild. And the one the, where it showed the little picture, you had him sitting on your shoulder. That was so freaking cute. Yes. she's still with me. She is going to be a year old in two months. 
I can hear her. Yeah, I was going to say she's currently in her little house next to me, freaking out because she wants to be out. But if I let her out, she's going to pack a speaker. You know, I used to have a white dog <laughs> that I named Stevie Nick, oh, of course, jerks. that used to fly around my house. It flew loose around my house, and it had one plant. I had this one plant. I was told to make it a plant, like a hanging planter with a stick and stuff in it, and that's where it roosted, and that's the only place it ever pooped. You can, you can like, oh. litter box train them. <laughs> yeah, she just flew, she flew around all over my house. Stevie Nick, there she goes. Flap, flap, flap. But your bird's cuter. All right. Uh, what you bring us? <laughs> uh, okay, I have a poem that is not such a happy poem, but it fits for tonight. So I suppose that's a good thing. Um, I don't have a title. Maybe you should help me. Um, we go with that. And then I need you to help me with the project. Not that I have enough of them. <laughs> so <laughs> there's no title, so I'll just start I thought I thought the pain was numbing. Not gone. But numb. I thought it was done. The panic's real. It knocks me down. Feeling stunning from my stomach lining, quietly reaching for my sinuses. How long have they been sitting in the dark, hanging? I could live without the pulsing in my face or the loss of vision from my body filling up the cement. And waited the ground and I have forgotten how to run I didn't need to run before and now I feel alone how many times will I close my eyes to avoid my reflection I'm never going to see what he sees no amount of cover-up is going to mask this imperfection. I'm too good at pouring acid over memory. All too often, I found myself walking through gray matter. And I can't express how exhausting it is to play the mad hatter. The songs say that I don't have to fall apart. Not today. But what they don't know is that I stalk fear like an overflowing shopping cart. That's not okay. Indeed. That's in peace? Uh-huh. Okay. That was phenomenal. You know, you make yourself very vulnerable when you write. and It sucks. You think it rocks. It sucks. 
but it's important. You know, the the line in there that really struck hard for me, that was really hard to, uh, uh, your writing is really hard to swallow because it is so real, you know. And the line in there where you said, "How many times?" And forgive me if I don't quote it correctly, but how many times will I close? How many times will I close my eyes so I don't see my own reflection? I will never see what he sees. And that that is so powerful. Just just that all of more, but that one sentence all on its own. It, just, it says so much. It was just incredible, honey. You're very welcome. So, tell everyone for people who are new and have not met you yet, make me proud and tell everyone who you are, my baby poet. Um, find me on uh, allpoetry.com, uh, scarletletter.com, or scarletletters. I don't even know anymore. How many times have I been on the show? Well, that's been like <laughs> 10 years. What has it been? forward slash scarletter.com. I'll put it in the chat room. Okay. How long have you been calling into the show? Crap, and I was, I was like 13, 14. I don't know. <laughs> I was like 13 years old. Yeah. I mean, I've I've literally watched this beautiful, amazing woman grow up through her poetry. She, she is my my poetry baby. She was just this little kid, and she just first time she ever called in and read, this little tiny voice came out. Guys, Nyla had to calm me down. She... <laughs> I was worse than she was on coffee trips. <laughs> <laughs> and that yeah, was about <laughs> Blew me away, and she's never stopped, never stopped. You guys need to make sure you go over and check her out. I am putting her link into the chat room for you. Okay, you want to give me your Facebook link again real quick? Facebook link. I don't have a Facebook link. I do have a Facebook link. Suddenly I have I don't know. I don't know. You put one in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, hon. Thank you so much, and we will talk to you next week maybe. Hint, hint. Oh, I hope so. Um, I have friends who are trying to make me call more. It's been an emotional evening. I know, honey. Great job tonight, and I just applaud you. It was amazing. Thanks. I miss you. Miss you too, baby. Michael? Michael has been been gone off the show for a couple years now, at least four years now. (gasps) Where have I been? He just went poof one day. One more thing said, before you go. What's that? My friend's area code is 662, and I need to know where it went. Who needs to know where it went? I need to know where it went. What went? I'm confused. I'm sorry. I didn't get that part. The line, the call-in. The area code oh, 662. 662. 662 is, yeah. there's one more caller before them. Okay, cool. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, baby. We'll talk to you in a little bit, hon. Bye.
And one of these disloyal traitors by the light of the silvery moon started to croon. I ain't got no hug for this thug as he backed off and disappeared into the wall hanging. Fake news diverts the alerts and the saga and diversions continue. And we are all dying while they are verbally gangbanging. Asking as we wait and fret, is America great again yet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mama, that was incredible. I know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> is it? Is it great again? <laughs> uh I wish I wish Christopher was here, because um, he he would have absolutely. Well, I'll have to make sure he listens to it in the archive. He's going to absolutely love that piece. Okay, tell him I said hello, too. I miss him. I will, Mama. Do me a favor, my love. Tell everyone how they can come over and, and give you loves and and spend time with you. They might come over and start battle rapping me and take them for their, um, their person that I just <laughs> dogged. I ain't telling nobody tonight where they can find me. I'll get like 50 more, <laughs> more hang-up calls. <laughs> okay. All right, That's Mama. Great team. job, honey. All right. Thanks. You're welcome, sweetheart. We'll talk to you in a little bit. Okay. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 662-662. You are on the air. Hello, Nyla. Well, hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, your baby poet turned me on to you. Thank you. <laughs> so this is your first time calling into the show, right? Yes, ma'am, it is. Okay, so before we get started, I have to ask you, um, what's your favorite thing to eat? Honestly, I'm a chef by trade, so anything Italian. Okay, and what's your favorite thing to drink? I love a good Jack and Coke, to be honest. All right. And what's your mother's name? Brenda. Awesome. Well, now that we have wined you and dined you and met your mother, you are no longer a speakeasy virgin. Woo-hoo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the family. And very excited to have you here. Thank you very much, ma'am. Um, I, I, I have a poem for you guys tonight that I wrote in probably one of my darkest times in my life that I've ever been through. Um, I normally don't write poetry. I normally write short stories. Um, but I got to looking and none of my stuff is suitable for your show. I write a lot of dark erotic novels and and things of that nature. um, Erotica is fine. There's a difference between erotica and what I call word porn. You can read erotica on my show. Erotica is, um, and I, I know some people find this offensive, but I, I can't help it. For me, erotica is the mind fuck. Erotica is that place in your mind right before you teeter and tip into the physical. You know, word porn to me is when things get very graphic, 
which there's nothing wrong with that. There's some great shows out there where you can read that. We just can't with our rating. So if it's the ethereal, if it's the brain, if it's the, the seduction, that type of poetry is fine. But when it gets into, I always like to make that classification, but when it gets into the physical graphics, you know, we can't have nipples and things like that. Other than that, you're good to go. Yeah, see, and a lot of it is just the the mental visualization of it, you know, for the most part. I just have to go through and just edit a few words, basically. Yeah. That would uh, be fine. But the poem I have, yeah, okay. Uh, maybe for next week then, because uh, I've okay. enjoyed your story immensely. There are some, some fantastic poets out there. Um, I love the one with the gentleman with his grandfather. That one hit home so hard. Uh, the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life was be a pallbearer at my grandfather's funeral. Um, yeah. But this one um, I call a broken promise. You look at me with eyes that haunt my soul as if the thought of light forever leaving me in the dark. In these times of my darkest and most disturbing thoughts and motivations, I look up and realize that you are not my rock nor my anchor, but my tormentor and my jailer. For I'm in this hell because of the actions of my heart and your words of love and kindness. But I can see now the person you truly are. And in my fleeting glimpse of the sun, I realize that I must leave this prison of doubt and uncertainty to search for that one thing in this life that will never betray or enslave me, myself. Through it all, I held on to your words of reassurance and soothing flirtations. But I now know them for what they truly are, a broken promise. And boom. Wow. That was incredible. What an amazing debut of the show. Thank you, ma'am. You're very, very welcome. I'm really glad that you found your way over here and uh, that you're going to be coming back. I've just been assured in the chat room that you are going to be coming back, so that is very cool, and I cannot wait to get to know you better through just talking with you and, and you sharing your work with us. Fantastic job, honey. Well, thank you much. Um, yeah, and I, I tried to get into the chat room, but apparently I was having some technical difficulties on my end, um, and it wouldn't let me in, so I'll have to definitely try it's, to it's get in. It's behaving there, badly. The chat room is not working well at all. If you just have to, you have to make sure your flash is updated and just keep poking it with a stick, refreshing the page, and it should eventually let you in. The chat room is actually underneath the player. When you click on the link for the show, the chat room will show up underneath the player. And if it isn't there, then you just have to keep refreshing the page, make sure your Flash player is up to date. And usually Firefox works better than Google or Internet Explorer. Okay. I will definitely, I'll definitely have to look into that. Um, okay. My name is C.W. Kennedy. It's what I go, um, go by. Um, a lot of my work... I have some stuff on a book app called WhatsApp. Um, I have uh, some stuff on there, and a lot of the stuff I I write and just send out in other general forms. Um, I write short stories under um, a pseudonym called Tales of a Dark Gentleman. That's awesome. Very cool. All right, you're, if you're in, the, did you finally get in the chat? No, you didn't get in the chat room at all. Maybe Jessica no, no, no. can put some links in the chat room for you if she's got them handy. Okay. That would be cool. And but great, glad you're here. Are you on my Facebook page by any chance? No, ma'am, I am not. Um, I, I 
didn't really realize you had a Facebook page. I, it's just one of those uh, kind of a, hey, let's do this kind of a situation. So um, if you're on if you're on Facebook, you're welcome to add me, and then I can get you updates on the show and share. We do a lot of poetry stuff on my page. It's kind of like the hub for the community. It's under Nyla N Y L A, like New York, Los Angeles. Nyla Alicia. Yes, ma'am. Nyla okay. Alicia. Alicia A L I S I A. A L I S S I A. A L I S I A. Alicia. A L I S I A. Okay, I got you. Nyla, Alicia, uh, yeah. Yes, be expecting a uh, a uh, friend request from me again. Awesome, and welcome to the family again. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. You have a, a good evening. You too, hon. Bye bye. Bye. All right, our next caller comes. And we're gonna. I'm gonna try to get. We got 39 minutes in the show left, and I've got quite a few callers still to get on. I'm gonna have to keep my comments brief. You guys, please do not. Uh, you know. Please understand that. I just want to make sure I'm able to get you all on. We have 832-832. Are you with us? Hello? Hello. Good evening. This is Amelia T. Davis calling from Houston, Texas. How are you, Amelia? I am fabulous. It is good to hear from you, sweetheart. What do you have for us tonight? Well, I brought you a piece about poetry. And it is called, uh, I've been on hold so long, We the Poets is the name of it. We the Poets. Poetry is a sacred honor given by God. We have been given the skills to express the human experience. Emotions drips out of our pens as our heart beats, the blood drips onto the paper. We are the consciousness of the world. We are the ones who call for the injustices of our world to be righted. We are the ones who express love in a multiple of methods. We look through the third eye, viewing and expressing the spiritual. We are the embodiment of love. We bring happiness and joy, delighting the masses. Across the Internet, our voices ring with poetic flavors. We are powerful, for words created the universe and all that is contained in it. Our words, vibrant vibrations of strength that echo off mountains and rooftops. We are the healers and the awoke. We, the poets, are the brightness of a new day dawning. We, the poets, stand strong in unity across the world from nation to nation. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, and peace. That was so sweet, my dear. That was incredible. Very Thank powerful. You. You're very welcome. I thought it was right. apropos being near the end of the show because everybody's been so phenomenal all night long. So there mm-hmm. you have it. You can find me on Facebook under Amelia T. Davis, 
E M I L I A T D A V I S. I have a life page under that name as well. Uh, you can find me in my group, Poets for the Power of the People, or you can find me right here on Nyla's show every Thursday night. I'm going to go sit on the couch now and listen to the remaining of the show. Much love, dear heart. Continued successes. <laughs> Much love to you, sweetheart. Thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 859. 859, you're on the air. Maybe. 859, are you with me? Ah, yes. There's the uh, reliable unmuted button. Hey, Philip. How are you, sweetheart? I am well in YLA. You sound as if you're in good spirits. Um, and thank you for having me on such a busy evening. Um, Absolutely our pleasure, love. Oh, well, thank you so kindly. Well, I'll be quick um, because I know you still have uh, X number of readers coming on and uh, Y amount of time. Uh, and if I keep going, I'm going to turn this into an algebra problem, and everybody <laughs> hates algebra. All right. <laughs> Here we go. <clears throat> this is Philip Matthew Roberts, by the way, and the title of this piece, Among the Nearby and Distant. And here we go. Am often envious of sleepers to look longingly upon their docility from an exterior they've recently left, absconding temporality into the vaulted cranium elsewhere, this reverberant vessel that travels without displacement, lost between vast distances provided by neurotransmitters, whispers from within deus ex machina, myriad worlds constructed out of a nebulous less-than-somethingness, tongues writ in silence, architectural absence, immersed somehow beneath or aloft far above, away from one's layered persona, this multifaceted eye, tattered costume, a sparse disguise. And there it is, dear lady. That was amazing, sweetheart. <laughs> Great job yeah, on that tonight. Oh, I appreciate it, Nyla. And I look forward to the next poets. My name is Philip Matthew Roberts. I'm on Facebook. I'm the guy with thick bottle, you know, Coke bottle glasses hiding behind a really cute cat on Facebook if you wish to find me. And uh, there it is. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. I cannot wait to see what you bring back next week. Okay. Thank you so much for the invitation and be well, Nyla. Cheers. You too, baby. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. All right. It feels we're not being able to comment bunches. We have lots of people. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 646. 646, you're on the air. Hi, can you give me like Hello? Are you there? Can you give me some minutes? I, I can hear you, but you're echoing really bad. It's kind of like you're far away. Can you give me some minutes? Yeah. Yeah, I'll come back to you. Okay, so let's go ahead and put back, put him back on hold. Da, 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 da. I'm having a little bit of issue with my board. Hang on. Okay, so let's go ahead and grab 
area code. Oh, no, I forgot. What, no, I know how to figure it out. I lost my place. Oh, I need bombs. Area code. Okay, so I think our next caller comes from 256. 256, you're on the air. Yep, 256. How are you this evening, Nyla? Hey, sweetie, how you doing? I'm doing fine. This is Stan Phillips out of Alabama. It is very good to hear from you, Stan. And I thought tonight I would share a poem that I'm going to cover. The title of it is Late Lament, and it's by a gentleman by the name of Graham Edge. And the first name is spelled G-R-A-E-M-E. And here we go. Breathe deep, the gathering gloom. Watch lights fade from every room. Bedsitter people look back and lament. Another day's useless energy spent. Impassioned lovers wrestle as one. Lonely man cries for love and has none. New mother picks up and suckles her son. Senior citizens wish they were young. Cold-hearted orb that rules the night removes the color from our sight. Red is gray and yellow white. But we decide which is right and which is an illusion and peace. You know, first time I heard that was at the Other Side of Life concert in Denver, Colorado. There we go. I had a feeling. Yeah, that has got to be probably one of the most listened to spoken word pieces ever. That, that, yeah. But I just wanted to share that one again. So what made you pick that? What made you decide to share that tonight? I was actually going through some of my rather arcane music <laughs> and I happened to come across the extended version of the Moody Blues, Nights in White Satin, and there it was. That's really cool. Um, Lorena McKennett, look her up. Almost all of Lorena McKennett's songs are word-for-word classic poetry. I don't know if you knew that, but you might enjoy that, listening to them. Uh Oh, okay, I will have to do that. Lorena McKennett. And if you forget, remind me. Send me an email and I'll send you a link for it, okay? All right. Lorena McKennett. Lorena McKennett, yep. All right. Thank you, Nyla. You are welcome, my darling. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come show you some love. Well, of course, here on Thursday nights on Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe. Friday nights would be World Poetry Open Mic. On every other Saturday is Sinister Spittles Asylum. Uh, I have a small group I'm with, which is Friends of Words, Wisdom, Wonder, and Wit. I'm also a part of an anthology group called The Garden of Poetry and Prose. 
Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. I'm really glad you were here tonight. And uh, I can't wait to talk to you again next week. It'll be my pleasure. And on to the next. Thank you, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 347. 347, you're on the air. Hey, I made it. You did, and you've been so patient. I absolutely love you. Indeed. The wait is always worth it. I love it. (laughs) How are you, Ram? I'm good. I'm chilling. Just enjoying the show. I am glad you're here because I cannot wait to see what you brought. Indeed. What I brought is untitled. Just another rambled uh, rant, as I love to do. And I'll get into it. Please do. For every loss and things that we all regretted throughout the raw successes, but nonetheless, all that we faulted and then saw progression, rather than and rather than and broke up off of balance, stand the true and here we stood no rather, all the standard. Candor was my ups and downs, I knew my crop was planted. Death was only proof I knew was never altered. In collection for the growth, I knew the seed was granted. Leaning on the fence, I seen the rabbit. Every day, groundhogging all these deadly habits. I sat and tried to idle the debate to try to understand it. Or the top to great, but either way, there's always been a way that those could snatch and grab it. Here was farmer guarded. In his garden, he put all in. With the eyes to reach even, driven towards all he felt empty in. Even if he followed points to all that he went, filled the tanks with all the reasons. So the class elite the F without completions. Rules is full of crafts we put beliefs in without answer or the reasons. We don't question clout because we need it, just because we feel it. I don't even know if I believe this, but there still has to be a reason that I spill it out. And if there's still a doubt that hits your shore before you feel it sure, I know you're still in drought. So just to fill a spore, brain minerals, rivers or lanes, a drain spill of sorts, breaking a levee, they fit to protect your level lawn as prevalent, pillars bent. So what ain't fit to contain a real sense yet? Say it's ill intent. I'm ill in sense. Maybe the lie was truth bearing. You in the woods. Opinions of world sharing. Hobbiting into the truth if the cold gets out. Hoping you could get out and still sleeping. To the spring is sure the summer's come. And raised to think you're number one after sitting cumbersome. Never knowing what was done, but fuck it. I'm lost in the city high. Thinking principles are getting by. Fix the fight a system. I was fit to live in since a little guy. Tell me why it gets a nod. Never does it switch aside. Whenever since a kid I've been getting everything that I tried getting by. You win that you was picked in. What was lived a lie. You live it. You ain't never did. You didn't. Now you getting wise. You picked it. You ain't fenced in. Seen a different side from everything you lived in. Get surprised it's Christmas. You get a prize. It's underlined in red. If you don't see it's capitalized. You get it. And that's that piece. A lot of passion in that one. That was absolutely incredible. I am so glad that you held on that long and waited or and waited and was able to read that tonight. That was fantastic. Thank you. Always much appreciated. Yes, yes. This this show showed me patience. But it's always <laughs> worth the while. I'm glad. I'm glad. It's it's so cute. You're like when the show's going on there's uh if, if Rom's around, I know I'll always get a a thing saying, "Where am I?" Where it's like it's like the little kid in the back seat saying, "Are we there yet? Are we there yet?" It's so cute. 
<laughs> I absolutely love it. <laughs> I love awesome, it. Awesome. Yes, thanks so for having me. Do you have anywhere? Always find me here. The best show ever. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you so much. All right, and I'm hoping that we will talk to you next week, okay? I'll try my best. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye, hon. All right, let's go back down and grab 664. See if they're ready. 664, are you ready? Yes, I'm here. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetheart. Welcome to the show. Um, thank you uh, for uh, being patient. Um, I just before I get in my piece, um, um, the the artist that came before Mama, or oh, the one that she says she's been on the show. I guess since she was thirteen, simply amazing, amazing, amazing. And um, of course, everybody else, it's amazing, but sometimes certain people just get you um, mm-hmm. to that place. So um, this this piece right here is untitled. Um, so I gotta get that to the piece. <clears throat> Your windy wisdom of weathers capture and it shifts you until you speak new destiny. It shifts you, it keeps you, it moves you, it makes you silent. It gives you understanding of where you've been and how you're traveling. So many times your vision was cloudy, but the cloudy became clear because you have authority. You spoke to the atmosphere and it came mm, you told your past that your future is your present, and your present doesn't have anything to do with your past because your past is your testimony. You spoke life over others, but you receive not from the people who want to speak to you, and it bothers me. I am in a place where there's silence. is not a lamb, but the lamb of the silent needs to grow and be spoken. The tears that overflow and overshow, I mean the flow of over tears, I mean the captured tear that's been bottled up and is overflowing, but you keep putting a lid over it, so how can you break free? In the season of a reason, but the reason is now the season, and I'm not talking about rhyming, I'm talking about your destiny, you break free. See? The bondage and change is what you psychologically embrace yourself with, and you keep strangling yourself like a python, and you can't breathe. Where do you think you're going to go if people can't be inspired by you? Holding on to yesterday will have people hold on to their yesterday because they need you to be strong. Because if you could place yourself in the place of the people that you're being weak for, they will tell you, I'm free, you be free, and you be better because you're encouraging me. So push just a little harder every time you have an opportunity to breathe because you're capable of it. God said he would never put more on you than you can bear. But why can't you understand it? And peace. Wow. You could you could feel the emotion of that. That was a fantastic job performing that piece, honey. Incredible. Thank you. Thank you. And fa- just fantastic message throughout the entire piece. That was great. That was a treat to hear. Yeah, that's uh, um. Thank you. Um, I I I don't know why I'm not getting a notification that you're not um 
on, so I said, I want to get to look up your name, and I, I was like, okay, time to call in, time to get back to my post. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I love your show, yeah, and I, I, I know you have other callers, but your show is like a, a festival of poetry. I've never in my life experienced it out of any other network, and I'm I'm just being real. So thank you for having me. Oh, my name is uh, uh, JNK, also known as Joseph Nathaniel King Jr. on Facebook, and on Instagram is Poetic Mind. Um, I think it's Poetic Mind ninety three. You'll see my face if you're on Instagram. So I'm going to give you some homework. Uh-oh. Okay, because what you said I thought was absolutely beautiful. So I want you to write a poem to your poetic family here called A okay. Festival of Poetry. Can I do it now? Can I do it now? You can, um, let me see the lineup. I still have, we still have a lot more ahead of you. Okay. Um, I was and just press one, to... and then press one again. And if I can get you back on, I'll bring you back on. Okay. Okay. All right. So press one, or actually just press one, and that'll put you in the lineup. Okay. All right. But before you go, tell everyone how to find your sweetheart. Sure. Um, on Facebook is Joseph Nathaniel King Jr. Um, and that's it. All right. I'm going to put you on hold. Press one, and we'll bring you back on to do that before the end of the show, okay? Okay, thanks. I, I see you. I got you on there. Okay, awesome. Thank you, honey. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 919-919. Are you with us? Okay, Johnny. Good to see me. Hey, hello, Nyla. Hello. Hey, sweetie. How are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm playing fish. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. I'm starving right now. How are you, Granville? I'm very fine, my dear. I'm very fine. Hope you are as well. I am. What did you bring I, us tonight? I'm bringing us this poem I wrote for my son's mother. Her name is Hester Leach. Just in case anybody listening who knows her, I'm giving, I'm giving her her props. The poem is called Hester. The fire within her who can douse. My woman is an incendiary device. She keeps me warm through the night. Her fire does not go out. Oh, what a rush, the rush of life that lives within them, that lives within her. Her gaze is fierce, a mask a woman wears, for she is the inferno, and her fire rages incessantly. Come, quench me, she says, tarry not, so I haste to her aid. I move fast, but cover little ground. Try as I may, I am stymied. So she burns, she burns while I ponder pursuit. Thank you very much. Fantastic job, sweetheart. 
do me a favor and tell everyone how to find you, baby. My name is Granville John Hedrington. You can find me on Facebook at the same name. And if you want to hire me, you can call me at 919-264-3926. Thank you very much, Nyla. I'll hire you to cook. <laughs> I don't have to. <laughs> and read poetry while you're cooking. That works. <laughs> All right, Granville. Great job tonight, honey. Thank you so much. Thank you, dear. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, you guys, I'm going to get, we got 16 minutes left in the show, so we are going to be going into overtime tonight. If you are listening and you want to hear the end of the show, you can call in 646-595-3965. We will stop live streaming in about 16 minutes. Um, but if you're called in, you don't have to press 1. We won't bring you on or anything, but you can call in and just listen to the end of the show, uh, 646-595-3965. All righty. Um, I'm going to give the lineup so you know where you are. We have 585-219-807-240-608-646. That's lineup right now. All righty, so let's go ahead and get 585 on the air. 585, are you with me? Oh, yeah, this is Doug Curry. How you doing, babe? Hey, Doug. How are you, darling? All right. Everything sounds great. Everybody's on their air game tonight. I'm just glad that I can make it. I'm glad that you have this every week. I have a little note. It's a story, a very brief story, about some historical figures, Jackie and Marilyn, a conversation. And one of these people happens to be uh, Marilyn Monroe, the actress. Uh, mm-hmm. The other person named Jackie does not happen to be Jackie Kennedy on Nassus, which a friend of mine, when they saw the title, asked me how how would I dare put those two women in the same place. Uh, it happens to be another Jackie. It goes like this. Oh, Miss Monroe, you know, it could have been worse. Jackie smiled then winked. You could have been me. At least they called you by your name, Marilyn retorted petulantly. Well, sometimes. Most times a lot of other things. Not to be outdone, Jackie said evenly. At least you were considered better for being different. And then, betraying a hint of still festering anger, you know, I had to be better. And then even better. And after all that, all that mattered was that I was different. But Jackie, look at all the good you did. If not for you, no Willie, no Hank, you know, you finally got vindication. Most people wouldn't even know I knew that word. Most people still don't know the difference between me and Jane, the father offered disconsolately. Poor girl, she doesn't get it, maybe doesn't want to. Jackie made another attempt at an explanation, stating, yeah, but it was the 50s. You know, you and I couldn't even have danced together. We weren't that big. In fact, it was really kind of small, just there at the right time. But, Jackie, we were our figurines on a doily. They moved us at will. But you know what? At least we were there. And because we were there, some things will never, ever be the same. Marilyn sat there with her lips slightly parted, staring dreamily into faraway space and musing upon the Negro's words. Jackie scratched his short, cropped gray hair and 
press his right index finger hard across his first howling lips. He wasn't done thinking about this. Neither was she. Ten. The great Jackie Robinson. Great Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it's really funny because, you know, both of them, both of them were only, were accepted for skin value. Yep. You know, both of them, their lives were, were judged on their skin value. You know, her, her by the, by her femininity and, and him by the color of his skin. You know, it's just, it, it's so sad. You know, but for them to look on the impact that they were they were able to make, despite that, it's like you know the the whole basis of the poem. I kind of feel like, you know, yeah, it was like that then, but it's not always. You know, that's who we were then, and that's how we were treated then, and that's how we were judged then. But it's not always going to be that way. You know, it's like, you know, it's almost like they had that sixth sense that in the future, they knew they would be valued for who they were. Yeah, someone had to be there to begin to put a crack in the surface because you know, mm-hmm. that's who they were. It may be who we are now. I mean, it's a long, it's a long road. Uh, I will say this about about this piece. Um, as you always ask, where we can be found? I can be found on Facebook under my name, Doug Curry, and I also have a page for my radio show, Blacks and Blue. But under my name, Doug Curry, there are notes. And typically, when I write something, I will not use graphics or pictures. I feel the words should stand on their own. But in this case, the juxtaposition of burly, black-skinned Jackie Robinson coming down the third baseline about to steal home plate. That's an action photo. And then these two glamorous shots of Marilyn Monroe. And knowing that they were different, they were kind of the same person at the same time in history, as you say, just for you know, what, who they were, not necessarily for what they did or their or their real intrinsic value, but more symbols. So the, the photographs in this case bring it home a little bit better, and that's the only reason I have them there. So I can be found on Facebook as Doug Curry, Blacks and Blues. Uh, Blacks and Blues is my radio program. comes on tomorrow night, Friday at 9 o'clock Eastern Time at www.wrur. Dot org, and then on Saturday night out of Chicago, WDCB.org at 10 o'clock Chicago time, which is 11 o'clock Eastern time. And I'm here every every Thursday night just uh, basking in the glow of Miss Nyla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such a charm, and I love you so dearly. I am so, we were just so blessed the day you walked into our family here, and just really glad you're here, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you, Doc. All right, honey. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, yeah, I'll be here. All right. Thanks, sweetie. We'll talk to you then, Doug. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Doing great, sweetheart. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for asking. It's great to hear from you, Brother O. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show every week. I appreciate it. 
What do you have for us tonight, sweetie? Going back to the basics of dates. My mama told me, Daddy shop around. Oh, yeah. Shop around. Today we live in a society and culture where it is commonplace for men and women who are not married or engaged to move in together after only several months of dating each other. Called shacking up. We share all the intimate details and deepest secrets. To have sex with no clue about how many other partners they have been with before you came into the picture. And play house without commitment or putting a ring on it. My dear brothers and sisters, whatever happened to the art of dating, I'll tell you what happened to it. The idea of that is on the brink of extinction. Tonight I'm going back to basis of dating after many failures of relationships and personal experience and crashing and burning before my eyes. My mama told me, let it stop around. Oh, yeah, let it stop around. There are millions of single sisters out there who are searching for real brothers. And being one of the most eligible bachelors from East Chicago, Indiana, my options are plentiful. Yes, there can only be one queen, this king. I got the qualifications to meet the standards of strong and independent sisters. I come from the solid two parent upbringing. I'm a deacon in my church. I'm one of the most recognized and respected brothers on and off the poetry stage. I'm the quintessential gentleman. I'm on the verge of Becoming an accomplished writer and a rising star in the Chicago and Northwest Indiana poetry community. And despite my physical disabilities, I have the good looks, personality, and the intelligence to at least have the opportunity to get at least one day. My mama told me that it's shopping around. Oh, yeah, yeah, you better shop around. You see, dating is an art because. You have to take your time and explore your options. And please don't be led by emotions. By being sold on the very first fine brother sexy sister you see because you never know what issues you have to deal with. The game of dating can be a trip full of going through players and Jezebel before you meet the king or queen, a trip full of snares and traps, a trip full of lies, tricks, and deceits, a trip full of your emotions and heart being played with a suffering from broken heart. Or trip full of dealing with cheaters. Or trip full of suffering physical and verbal abuse. Before you pursue him or her any further, perform an extensive background check. My words of advice and gems of wisdom. Thought files at a time and establish communication. Hang out with each other. Enjoy each other's company. Build the friendship first. Ask each other important questions. Be specific in stating your qualifications and standards before you go, guys, go out on your first date. Allow God to guide and direct you. Be specific 
for the type of brother and sister that you desire to see those in the wife and let the brother according to his will because that be careful what you ask for. You may get it when you least expect it. Whatever you do, my dear brothers and sisters, practice patience through the process for the dating game is very, very tricky. So you rather be with a brother or sister with intelligence, a great personality and that result than if you were physically attract a brother or sister with a terrible attitude or a hidden dark personality. My mama told me you better shop around. Oh, yeah. Better shop around. And poem. You know, a lot of people put so much more thought into buying a car than they do who they're having their next relationship with. I love the poem. Great job on that, Brother O. You're welcome. Great job. All right, tell everyone how to find you. I used to be found on Facebook on the Oh My Brother Old Gavin dot Brother Old Gavin. That's uh, a Facebook name. Also find me on the Facebook on the HTTPS colon two slashes www.facebook.com dot com slash Brother Very very cool. All right, sweetie. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, I'll be on next week. All right. Thank you, sweetheart. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, our next caller comes from area code 807. 807, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. <laughs> hey, sweetie. How are you? Mr. Robbie, baby. Robbie, the photographer, is keeping busy. <laughs> but I'll save that for another day. Um, I just have a short little poem here called Cloud, just uh, reflective of how I want to uh, be a little more chill and all that sometimes. So uh, here we go with Cloud. Floating as on thoughts on high, vesper of the wind that places my thoughts nigh. Your order, you order my thoughts in gently floating flows as you enfold my dreams and stream into my consciousness. As purest blue is gleamed through your gentle obscurations, my thoughts ordered as ones that glow. What majesty you bring to me as you set free the vision of my ordered sight, as you become edged with red and purple hazes at dawn of twilight, a prelude to gentle and contented dreams. I hope one day to be free as you, to float in thought and deed, in body and soul as it follows my will's steed. And you seed that thought gently but powerfully in me, O particulate vision of neander and ease, as you float, oh so gently, into my thoughts and dreams. And uh, that is one of my... I thought that was one of my newer poems, but it's uh, actually it says 2015. Uh, it's called and it's called Cloud. Don't you hate it when that happens? It's like what? Wait, so I'll get this thing on my page. It'll tell me, oh, anniversary. You've been with this friends with this person now for 70 years. I'm thinking, what? That was just yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
Oh, how time flies. The vagaries of I time. I know. It's like, what? I wrote that when? How long? God, I was just a baby. Yeah. yeah. All right, Robbie. That's pretty sad that uh, 20-something is, is now a baby for me. Because <laughs> I'm going to be know, 43 right? soon. It's like, <laughs> oh, I feel so old. I feel old, I know. son. <laughs> All right, hun. Tell everyone how to find you. Um, I can be found on Robbie's Multimedia Poetry on Facebook. So just look me up there. Uh, although right now you'll be seeing more of my photography being linked and posted uh, as to, as opposed to my poetry. But um, yeah, my poetry is out there. <laughs> awesome. All right, sweetie. Great job tonight. Appreciate you so much. Thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate you, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, baby. We'll talk to you soon, hon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Glad he was able to call in tonight. All right, our next caller comes from area code 240-240. You're on the air. Hi, Nyla. It's Meg. How are you? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look at her butt. <laughs> do you know? Do you know that's exactly what I. That's exactly how I finished that sentence in my head. Oh my God! Did you see the size of her butt? What song was that? She's such an eighties girl. She looked like a total prostitute. Yeah, you remember the song? I miss you. How are you? How are you? I miss you too. It is so good to hear from you. It's so good to hear from you. I'm sorry I tapped out. I've been working on so many projects. You know, you can bring brokest girl on the block. And, look, I'm airtight on projects. I got a drop on, like, this big project. And I dive in and dive out of places. I'm like, doo, 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 doo. it's like you're clo- shopping for clothes and shit, Nyla. You know, remember the challenge you gave me a long time ago? I was like, Nyla, there's no fish in the sea. Like, the well is dry. You know, dry. Like, oh, <laughs> Remember? And you were like, Meg, go to Trader Joe's. And so I go to Trader Joe's. And I was like, dude, they're all married. Dude, they're all old. <laughs> <laughs> well, statistically, you the Maybe I supermarket is the best place to pick someone up. <laughs> well, I'm not doing any online dating because I used to actually, actually, I've had the worst dates. Actually, um, my friends, my friends Pat and Heather, they were like, Meg, you need to create Meg TV just for your dates alone. You know, and they were like, we'll wheel out in the back. And so what I did is I started going to Buffalo Wild Wings because you know I'm a fanatic on sports. So long story short, I go on Tuesdays and Thursdays, right, because, you know, I like NFL, basketball, tennis, huge Mets fan. Um, anyway, so um, I would go there, and they'd be like, where do you want to meet? I was like, Buffalo Wild Wings. So by the end of the year, I had three, I, I shit you not, I had $300 in Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards. I couldn't eat wings for a year, Nyla. I couldn't eat a freaking wing. But, um, man, it's, it's dry like toast out here, baby. <laughs> I haven't so had funny. a date in two years. I really haven't. I really haven't. So I've just been working on a lot. So um, my apologies. You guys are always, always in my heart. Um, and I, I met some random dude on the bus one day. And, then, you know, I'm a Barnes & Noble diver. I dive in, I dive out, I loop around, and I'm like, ooh, you got new meat, you got new meat. <laughs> tall girl in the block, tall girl. She's doing something because she's not saying hello, you know. And uh, so 
once I saw the tall girl, I was like, you know, and I'm rolling in. Um, And I'm like a regular there, though, but um, I'm working on several projects. But you know my first love is poetry. My first love is poetry since 15 years old. Okay. So, okay. So I have homework for you. Do you think it's possible to be in love with somebody that you've never, ever even met? Yes. You have been. Someone that would stand on a wall and do just anything for you. Anything. (laughs) Without even seeing you? Like, is that possible? Is that like arranged marriage and shit? I mean, ah, yeah, me. Um, But, you know, we women, man, we like visual, we like touch, we're sensual. And, hey, guess what? I wrote my first erotica last week. My first, my very first, and I'll slam it next week. Um, and I have some people I'm bringing into the venue, too. But I um, wrote one tonight. Um, I want to hear all about everybody. Um, I've been following everybody. Okay. Um, this is to, well, I will rename, I will keep his name nameless. How about that? I will keep the curiosity. It's just buzzing and buzzing and buzzing. Okay, and I just wrote that. I mean, like, that's a surprise, right? Um, and I have four more pieces, too, that I wrote. Um, but I'm going to read this one because I just wrote it. <clears throat> um, uh, oh, God, there's that word of the day again. Uh, oh, yeah, i got to get back on this track. <laughs> Love's track. Okay. Love's divine is sure spinning out of time on the wheels of wasted watering time wallowing in the souls of pain, yet he remains silent, yet never still. Novena said, I wept in bed for the reign of God's heaven to burst open wide to have one oneness with him and him only. Time will tell. He's cast a love spell too daunting and hold on pause. Too daunting and distracting that I long for his eyes at night. I long for his eyes in the day and the night. Speak and believe that you are not hostage. It was not your fault. Grief and pain yet still remain as he stands on a wall for his lover, his lover unseen. It's a dream. Can it be? Is it a dream? Can it be? Is it a dream? Peace is my peace. Diamond in my rough. Rough it through with me and we shall see love's true to mine even in the midst of your uncertainty. Love me or leave me. My lustful soul feels soul still starving in the waves of your heart's pain remains still in our love. Yours for an eternity under the rains of light, a light that shines bright in my dreams. And my angel, another love, could not touch yours and mine. Hold me now, it's hard for me to be still so much longer. Scream out, scream out my name. Kiss the soft silhouettes of my sweet lips on yours, and together you and I will travel, will travel the triumphant times of God's life for us, waiting to exhale and waiting to inhale with your arms, my pearl and the oyster of my soul. Serve not for another and take my hand and ask close to your hands. Let's travel, never, never land together. Groot apparel, mi amor, mi amor. Rest in the arms of my novena wide open for your soul and home. Wow. Now you know why I've missed you so much, baby. That was incredible to hear. I have I missed you so much. Oh, I missed you too, baby. I have. Um, and I just wrote that. Um, 
and it's good to be back because it took like two minutes. Um, and I'm starting to create music beats, um, trying to create tracks and music and um, doing some digging and uh, marketing and stuff like that and um, things of that nature. So that was strictly for him. I'm going to call him from here on out. He remains nameless. I'm going to give him a surname. Are you ready for the surname? It's going to be Johnny Darko. Really? Really? That is awesome. Only to be seen at night, not in the day. (laughs) (laughs) He's like a cougar. He is so funny. Uh, I would eat him with a spoon. He has no idea. He would not last a second. Not a second. He would never leave the room. Um, but it's not that. It's just that his presence is so real. I, I don't know how to explain it. And I um, you know I'm a Catholic. I'm very devout Catholic. I know that you know that about my journey. And... Um, it's been a really, really deep thing, and I don't know how to explain it, but um, um, uh, I said a novena, and my rosary dropped, like, broke. <laughs> I was like, I got to get to church. I have to get to church. I have to get to church. You know, I was freaking out, you know, because for him and I, that, that would be like, it's a novena, you know? So anyway, but I think the chains are, like, broken, you know, um, I think if you say a novena for somebody and it breaks, that maybe the chains that they're dealing with are not bound to them anymore. I don't know. Just a hunch. I'm digging for information on that one. So I'll get it blasted and fixed and stuff like that. I just actually got it. I just got it. So, so we shall see. See what we see. All right. That is awesome. You need to call in more often. You need to, you need to, you know, even if it's just once a month. I'm not going to be greedy, but just, I, I really I like it when you're able to call in, baby. Oh, I love it too. I, I missed you guys. How's everyone? How's Christopher? How's Andrew? How's everybody? Everybody's doing really well. Good. It, it's spring. Good. They're all happy. Oh gosh, it's freezing. It's cold here in Maryland. It's colder than the Wild River. It's it's blistering cold here. Yeah, so so hang 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 on just a second. I'm gonna bring on our last caller. Okay. Okay. Six oh eight, are you with us? Hey, Fuzzy Herman in the woods. Oh hey, Fuzzy. How you doing, sweetheart? Uh, I was doing good until I woke up this morning and it was fifty two degrees. <laughs> uh oh. We've had we've had over a foot of snow this past week. Now it's going to all melt. Aw. It was 35 so, yesterday. I kept Meg on the line so you could read a poem for both of us. Well, I wrote this. I called in just before Shelley was finishing. And it's something I was kind of thinking about because of which you and her were talking about. I decided to write this. It's uh, entitled... Honoring my life and my soul. It has been almost ten years since I lost you. You, the one who saved my life. The one who 
brought so much joy and happiness and laughter and love into my life. The one who slept by my side every night. The one who walked with me for hours almost every night. Standing on bridges, gazing at the night sky and the stars, taking my breath away at the vastness of the universe. (laughs) You, the one who never flinched or made a sound when we saw your cousins like coyotes so many times. We both just stood there and watched them as they watched us. Then we walked on by, and they just laid there watching us. We were never a threat to them, and they were never a threat to us. You, the one who taught me about life. You, the son I was never able to have as a human. When we moved to the country, I found you a mate. And the two of you raised your family with, the help, with some help from me. You both taught me about life, family, self-sacrifice, supporting each other, playing with each other, sleeping with each other, being there for each other, and unconditional love. Your presence in my life honored my life and my soul. And I am honored that you chose to be with me for part of my earthly journey. I am grateful that I was able to be with you for most of your life. For all that you taught me, all that you shared with me, and all of the memories we created together. And when I lost you, I cried, I wept, I sobbed, I grieved, and I still grieve. However, every time I think of you, and sometimes when I talk with your son Arthur, I call him by your name, which gives me pause. Every time I look at pictures of you, I smile and sometimes cry because I continue to become more and more aware of how much you did for me and how much you still do for me. And when you departed from this earthly plane, a void was created within me that can never be completely filled. And now I'm okay with that because that's the way it's supposed to be. That void is actually you, present within my being. Because when you left, you chose to leave a part of yourself to remain within me, an eternal reminder. And all those memories we created together, which helped to sustain sustain me now and will for the rest of my life. Because our souls are bonded in the timelessness of eternal existence. Thank you for honoring my life and my soul with your eternal presence. I love you, Magic Merlin, my most honored and special friend. End poem.
Okay, Meg, I just unmuted you again because I didn't want you to on there when you were coughing. I don't know if you could mute, so I had to mute you. But you're back now, just so you know. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. One Sapien, that was phenomenal. I know Merlin was, you know, like your best friend, child, brother, all rolled up into one fuzzy bundle, you know. Yeah. And uh, I know that that is a very um, personal poem for you. And uh, I just, I, I love it, and I'm very glad that you shared it with us. Thank Meg, you. do you want to add anything? Yeah, I um, think it was mesmerizing. I think that, you know, to have a loss in your life, and you and I have commiserated on this before, probably. You know, I lost my best friend, the Lou Jack's disease, and was going to make the funeral. So I know how hard it is to grieve. So I guess the best experience, strength, and hope I can give you is to get it out on paper so that you don't, you know, internalize it. You know, and that was, like, such a beautiful piece um, for memory, in memory of your best friend. Thank you. You never cease to amaze me, Fuzzy Hermie, in the woods. <laughs> Did you just call him Fuzzy what? Hermie? Fuzzy Hermie, Hermie. <laughs> That's so cute, Fuzzy Hermie. <laughs> yeah. it's, he's, it's like, tough. he's in a location I'd never get back to, like, ever. Like, he couldn't pay me. He could pay me a million bucks, and I could never be in 40 below zero. It just didn't last. It would never happen. But you know I've always had a dream to get to Oregon and build an art studio with Nyla. <laughs> mm-hmm. You've always had the dream. And just have, like, a poet boss. You'd be like, rock on. <laughs> so how's everything in Wisconsin? Are we going uh, to local well, tonight, or what are we talking about? Well, I'm talking okay. tech support. Okay, so I have a question for Fuzzy. Can I get political for just uh, like a minute? I have one Can question you do what? for you and one question only. I have one question for Fuzzy and one question only. But you know okay. if I ask him a question, he'll rant for about 30 minutes. <laughs> okay, here's my homework assignment. Who owns McDonald's? I didn't hear that. I couldn't make it out. Who owns McDonald's? It's garbled. I I heard two earn McDonald's. Yeah, no, hold on. Who owns McDonald's? What about McDonald's? I've been trying to find out for two weeks. Who owns McDonald's? Who owns McDonald's? Ray Kroc. You know who I think it is? Who? Trump. Come on, it's perfect time. Two for two, one, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. What's it going to go? Three, four, five, eight, nine, ten, two. Oh, that's my homework assignment. Dying to know, dying. <laughs> dying, dying. And it started, I dropped it somewhere. I dropped it somewhere. And then, um, um, yeah, it's an information drop kind of zen right now. <laughs> and I was like, well, you. you can. Well, I had my wallet stolen and everything. So they say that when that happens out here, like, that's a good thing. I was like, dude, you're not stealing my, you're not stealing my information dump. So I got an information dump on Trump. 
And what I've noticed is that every time I go there, they never change the channel. And, like, it's so confusing. You go in, can I have the one, two, three, the one, two, three? And I went there the other night, and I was trying to get and cheer myself up. I was crying. And I was like, can I have a Happy Meal? <laughs> I got a little play car, and I started playing. Such a cooper. Oh, when you know, sapiens, give me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you, honey. <laughs> you can find It's the only me. car I'll have. <laughs> You can find me by typing in poetry in the wind as one word, no spaces. Put in the Facebook search box, and you can find me there. And the cool composite picture Nyla made for me. And if you're interested in reading some of my older pieces, you can find them in a book entitled Held, A Fusion of Brilliance, Volume 2, which is available on Amazon. It's an international anthology of writers uh, from Canada, the U.K., and the U.S. that also has some cool art in it. And not to end this on a downer note, because I think I heard Uh-oh. somebody mention the WhatsApp. The what? Um, the Watts, WhatsApp. It's I don't know WhatsApp. I only have time for Facebook. Yeah. No, WhatsApp is owned by Facebook and it actually links Facebook and Fink, Facebook and WhatsApp and Instagram are all owned by Facebook, and they're all linked together, so they suck all your data. <coughs> and now there's a class action lawsuit that's starting in Illinois because Facebook violated a state law by using pictures that people tagged other people in Mm-hmm. It could cost Facebook billions. They're in deep shit. Well, there's a, just, people are mad out here. I keep, mad. I keep bringing this this stuff up because, and I apologize for the tangent rant uh, <laughs> from poetry, but internet security is extremely important to me, and. I was fortunate enough that the person who taught me, who I knew in high school, but we became friends after high school, taught me about it. So I never put personal stuff on him other than people would say, well, wow, you really write some personal stuff. Yeah, but I don't tell people where I live, and I don't use any apps that can uh, access information on my phone other than Facebook sucked my Android phone phone number off of my phone, um, even though I never put it on Facebook. That was a few years ago. Um, but I don't use my Android phone for Facebook. Um, but uh, just thought people might want to know that WhatsApp, W-H-A-T-S-A-P-P, one word, uh, it's it's kind of like an instant messenger thing. It's kinda, it's similar to if anybody knows what Line is, which is also an app where you can create conversations. You can create groups so that different kinds of people can talk. Um, actually, I had found the story that was online last week that over in Europe, when Facebook bought WhatsApp, that 
they had to agree over in Europe that they weren't going to link the two together. And then they stealthily changed their policy about two years later. So people are sucking your data everywhere. And Google is actually like 100 times worse than Facebook. So you might want to think twice about what you do with, um, what the heck is that? Google Talk, no, um, whatever the instant messenger thing is in Google. I forgot what it is. I don't use it. I had it. I used it once. Um, but Google Docs, using the cloud, all that kind of stuff. I think I'll just stay with Apple. Um, all right. I'm going to cut this short. I'm done. Oh, I, did, I, was done. I didn't tell you how to find me either. I need we to got to find you, Meg. You got to find me. You can find me in Maryland. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, you can find me. Um, I'm located in Maryland. You can find me under Meg Collins, C O L L I N S. Um, I need to update Diary of a Starfish. I have not touched that. It's Diary of a Starfish at blogspot.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I am also Google-able, and you can also find me at authorhouse.com. I'm also on Amazon.com. My book, Twinkle, Twinkle, Starry Sky, Partial Proceeds Go to Lymphoma and Leukemia Research. As well, you can find a decade of my poetry, which is called my magnum opus, which in Latin means great work. And uh, I'm also found in Library of Congress. Uh, many pieces of my work are in Library of Congress. And stay tuned because right now I think I found an illustrator for my 10-book Arctic series called Rompy and the Penguins. I finally, finally found someone. Um, and there's more to come. I'm working on several projects. One is a Portugal Ruins um, uh, site, subsidiary site. And uh, if you'd like to participate in Habitat for Humanity in building houses around the world, um, I'm making a Christian movement with some of my girlfriends. We're going to see what we can get started up here in Maryland and in Baltimore. So if you'd like to participate, I will have a new page for that. And I have, that's nameless right now. Uh, we're suffering. Um, homelessness is very widespread out here. So I figure if you can't get a home of your own, why not help build one? Um, there's such a dynamic need for it out here. There's so many people on the street. It's not like Skid Row in L.A., but it's like widespread. It's rolling a bit out here. So I'm going to be participating in serious measures of that as well. And I'm also going to be having some other sites coming up as well. Just a lot of different projects. Um, and I'm working on getting my books transferred. Um, something happened at Barnes & Noble. So I have to call my New York. I have to call the New York Barnes & Noble to get them switched over with the ISBN so they can go back into Barnes & Noble. So I'm uh, just working on many projects. Awesome. All right, both of you, great job. I appreciate you. Did you want to close with anything, one sapien? No, I'm, I think I'm done. 
All right. Thank you so much, baby. Great read tonight, both of you. Meg, it's great to hear from you. One sapien, love you dearly. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show, being one of our sponsors this year. Appreciate you so much. You're welcome. You're amazing. All right, you guys. Love you guys so much. Love you too, hon. Good night, you guys. Everybody, you have been listening. Good night, sweetheart. Good night, one sapien. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want you to know I appreciate you all being here tonight, both readers and listeners alike. Incredible job. Cannot wait to see what you bring next week. And I am going to close the show with a piece by, let's see, um, let's do Written in Pain because I was talking about him last week. So let's do Love Sick by Written in Pain, and we will talk with you next week. Good night, everybody. Love Sick. Flee from me, oh love. Depart from the reach of high. Gather with you your empty vows and false promises. Declarations of immortality. Move from me, oh love. Why the mere mention of your wicked existence only aids in the decomposition of what you have left of my depleted body. Love, I want no parts of you. You, you are the cloak the soul is used to attack the soulful. Love, do not even acknowledge your existence. Curses to your falsehood, your salted kisses and bitter lies. Oh, love, leaving me in a worse state than when I was found for now, I crave you. Yes, love, craving you without reason. You have robbed me of my very sanity. Love, you have rendered me unable to love myself. Since this be so, let me be filled with damnation or nothing at all. Let me be voided of even my own existence, for I am grown sick of love from hair to skin to the very marrow of my bones. Pain has me pent up. Can feel the walls closing in. Try not to ball up while looking for a pressure pin. Deep, dark, beyond measuring. Digging, trying to find 
what it is that I am treasuring. Love dealt me a hand. I could not hold it. I folded. I once had a heart of gold and someone stole it. Then they sold it. It equates to scattered screams and shattered dreams. Dreams that don't vision clearly screams. When no one hears me muted while mutated. Degraded, degraded, decimated while painfully educated. Till I am emotionally eradicated. The road to nowhere is endless. Booted by lost premise. See, my life's motivation was hijacked, kidnapped by a hater and a lover's mask. Trick me, treat me, beat me. Like a hyena when you eat me. Laughing at me while gnashing at me. Trust is protection, I have no weapons. Love is leverage, it aids deception. I must be a bullseye, they keep aiming disregard in my direction. My life is death row, where's my injection? Since the arms of despair is my only affection, I evade love without detection. I've grown sick from love's infection. Unshielded, no deflection. Pain. It's got me pent up while the walls are closing in. I'm trying not to ball up while looking for pressure pins. Love. Sweet love, move from I, for I love you not. That was written in pain.